This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Pyrrhic Victory of Sargentanis, Cabo Fullmine of Lamia, Jack Orion of Sargentanis. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. And by the Google Shard 4. The Google Shard 4 is the latest in handheld Link Pearl technology and is our slimmest model yet. Weighing in at two pounds and measuring a stunning one ilm, using our new patented corrupted crystal method, the Google Shard 4's battery life is guaranteed to last three trips through the arm veil. Wipes not included. You'll have access to our world-famous Google Tome Store, featuring popular tomes like Worky Burb, Disgruntled Burbs, Burb Hunter, Bash of Burbs, and many others. Get yours before they become more obsolete than a tombstone of philosophy. Live from Aorzea. Limit. Break. With your hosts. Unhero. Now behold the horror you have wrought. Kahlo. I said don't take your clothes off. Juxtaposition. I don't get it. Ascalia. Holy shit, totally forgot about him. And Mika. Oh my god. LimitBreakRadio.com Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode number 98. Oh my god, 98. 98 shows. 98 number. And like, and the thing is, is that we didn't, you know, we we had made the decision early on in the numbering scheme to not do the easy thing, which was when we were doing this show (laughs) once a month and breaking uh, breaking them up into three parts, we were not counting those as separate episodes. It was like part one, part part two. Part two. Yeah. Yeah, so really this is episode like 136. That's kind of crazy. So we're already past 100, so there's nothing. You're not getting anything special for yeah. it. Yeah, Don't you. expect anything. Fuck you. I mean, maybe we'll throw a Nero off a bridge. I think that'll do a lot for our publicity. Well, we all publicity like, is episode good. 100, a Nero nice. commits suicide. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called murder, actually. Yeah, well, that's that's a. I don't know if that's a snuff film. Is that a snuff podcast, snuff radio show? I don't know how that works. Obviously, we wouldn't like do it like a murder. We'd set it up, you know, leave the note and everything. Oh, okay. We'd, oh, we'd make oh, sure right. there were empty beefaroni cans. That would really sell it. They'd be like, "Oh my god, he was really at the bottom of the barrel." <laughs> this guy was eating beefaroni. All right, we can call this one out of the can. Out of the can. <laughs> Not even warmed up. I mean, you wouldn't be wrong. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, Thank you to my crew for giving me a week off last week, I guess. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. God damn it. No, (laughs) no. Sloppy. I I swear to God, if you use that one more time. Sloppy. Oh, no. (laughs) You want us to take away your drops? No. I will take your drops. Sloppy. Take away the drops. Take them away. Whoa, whoa. Take them away. Whoa. They're gone. Gone. You can have them back under one condition. Okay, dictator Kahlo. No, no. You're not in the chair no more. You can have them back under one condition. Only one. One condition. Okay. If it's an, okay, anything besides not using sloppy drop, <laughs> you cannot use the sloppy drop. God damn! It. If you do, <laughs> if you do, you are permanently off of drops. Escalia will take over your drops. Oh, please for, don't do it. Forever. Please don't use sloppy drop. Forever. Mm. Sloppy drop is funny. 
no, you, no, it's not. And it's you, so funny. It's so you good. You will then have to become the resident transgendered. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, I've got the. Uh, that's how that works. I've got the wyvern pet already. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. All right, okay. Look. Anyway. Anyway. Fine. I fine, agree. Fine, no, fine. I, fine. I agree with this. Fine. I won't play the sloppy drop anymore. Okay. Yes. That's Good. exactly that's what, is that what you want. Yes. yes. That's exactly what you want. That's exactly what we were asking for. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, is it? Yes. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Stop yeah. using that drop. Can I use it one no. more time? No. No. Ash, bring back the slop dash eight. We, nope. we need to get that. We need to get the timing right yeah, on why these. Why does that always delay so much? I know it, it really is. That's so weird. The timing of that is so thing. weird. I'll look into it. But then, and then we sit there and we're like, we're oh, you wait, know, wait, like we're waiting wait, on it. Wait, oh no, wait, dead, dead air, air, dead, dead air, air, dead air. air. Oh god. Get it out. All right, fine. All right, all right. No anyway, more sloppy drop. No, no more sloppy drop. But they're giving us bits to bring it back. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Less sloppy, this more is, rump cocky. Yeah, this is th- th- this is ridiculous. Like seriously, okay, we've got to get we, it under control. We're already fifty minutes past. Can we get on with the actual show? <laughs> fine. No more sloppy drop. If it's gonna be that much of a fucking issue, <laughs> gosh, you mad, bro? Yes, I am mad. Well, now you know how we feel when you overuse the sloppy drop. Well, now I know how I feel when I look at you because you're dumb and ugly. Zing. Holy cow. A zing. <laughs> I think I think yeah. we just triggered the fuck out of Juxta, so I feel like this animated <laughs> gif is really appropriate. <laughs> I, I can't even see the animated gif. <laughs> it's uh, Final it's, Fantasy VIII. Yeah, it's oh. Squall using Lionheart. Oh, what? Uh, anyway. Oh, trigger. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Can I have my drops back? I, well, are, are you going to yeah. use them? Are you going to use them responsibly? Yes. All right. Fine. Another victory for America. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for tuning in uh, to episode number 98 of Limit Break Radio. Of course, here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. And we, we appreciate you noting the new time because there are so many of you that are joining. 237 people joining us right off the rip here for uh, episode number 98. Uh, thank you to all of the hosts that we got just as uh, we were starting here. Oh, here we go again. Uh, one, Hashtag uh, boycott the rump cock until Tesla parrots. You can't boycott the rump cock. <laughs> that's boycock. like that's boycott the rump cock. I that's, like that. that doesn't that, roll that, off good. the tongue very no. well. No, boycott the, the rump cock. That's outstanding. That should be that's on a poster. Perfect. <laughs> Can we get like that, like uh, like the Obama hope poster, but just like boycott the rump cock? No, no. Boycott and then because like the, impl- the, the, the implication there is that we would want sloppy to come back and we do not want that. No, I do. <laughs> Shut up, Nika. You don't count. You play There's kazoo, something Nika. About the way he says it, it's so funny. It's not. It really is. It really is not. I am I really? Ha- you, Remember, yeah, I, this is coming from the person who thought that the Pokemon that looks like Trump was funny. Okay. <laughs> it was funny, too. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for joining us here live at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio at our new time starting at 4 p.m. 
And uh, yeah, I, I think that this has gone really like we had like 200 people for Final Encounter cast earlier today. So I think that that was overall mm-hmm. in uh, in general, a pretty good change. Yeah, here. we're up to 236 already for LBR. Uh, I, I know it's uh, it's pretty fantastic. I think we're pretty satisfied with that. So thank you guys for tuning in, for hanging out. Uh, we'll want to hear from you a little bit later on in the show. But we've got joining us today a couple of guests from the speakers of Heidelin show, as well as the speakers network on youtube they've been doing a series called the fall and rise of ff14 looking at a bunch of the factors that went in to the fall and the rise of uh, ff14 1.0 we're going to be talking to them a little bit later but first as always we got to check out what's going on in ff14 news this is a limit breaking news update we got a lot to report this week. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. We, we, Sweet. I know, right? It's nice to actually have some things in this segment. <laughs> uh, so, including uh, patch 3.51 that uh, dropped earlier this week. Yep. Uh, uh, Scalia, why don't you tell us a little bit about 3.51? So, uh, 3.51 uh, will bring several additions and refinements to Eorzea, including adjustments to the animal weapon story quest. And that really is pretty much the biggest thing that came out of this, is we got Aether Oil coming down in price. It's going to be dropped. Dropping uh, from eighteen hundred tombstones of ESO and lore down to seven hundred. Oh this my is fu- god! This is wow, fucking bullshit. Nerf. This is gonna be super easy Let's now. I already have enough tombstones to finish that stage now, dude. That is ridiculous. <laughs> really? Uh, uh, no. Why is the news still on fire? Hashtag bad juxta. I don't what is with the bits donation? Let's just I know. let's just give <laughs> all of the anima thing. to all of the losers who don't have the energy and effort to really make it. No, Did this they say no, deserve this, it. This step was fucking easy. We need to fucking nerf Umbra so I can get back on that track. Fuck you. Why don't no, you just do you. it properly? Come no, on, this is so great. I are, now I have enough tombstones to finish. Why don't you just stop being sloppy? <laughs> You oh. can't ban the drop and yeah. then, and then use it. Yes, we absolutely can because I bet that pisses him off. Get out! You know what? You're probably right. Yeah, that's Good right. Call. I'll accept that. Oh, my God. Uh, this is fucking retarded. <laughs> you can't use the drop after you hate on it, okay? <laughs> Just did. Sloppy. Wait. Hey, hey, hey. hey. No, no, no. Cut his drop. Final Wait, Fantasy sh- 14 great again. <laughs> What, wait, hang on. Miss a donation? Yep, y'all missed a donation. Y'all suck. I don't think we did miss a donation. No, I heard one. No, I, I we did def- too. Yeah, we definitely heard the donate. I support jump potions. Make FF fourteen great again. Thank you, Pony. Ponographic. Ponographic. Turn his drops off. All right. Yeah, drop. Get those drops. You, no, your drops are gone are for the rest banned. of the show. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, that you wasn't fucking, me. Yes, it was. Oh, you yeah. douche doodle. But you saw I was talking to you. I was looking at you. I can't. I don't look believe and you. Drop uh-huh. at the same time. I'm not a multitasker. That, yeah. You know what? Actually, that might be true. Mm-hmm. He's not. He is not much of a multitasker. He's Actually, really. I'm barely a tasker. <laughs> basically a single tasker. <laughs> it's hard to argue over that, but you know what? It's also I feel like it's the perfect defense. So no, fuck you. Yeah, this one planned I'm too stupid. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, did we just call Jackson too smart to come up with He's that? He's not exactly smart, but he found a way. He's devious, is what he yeah, is. Well, he <laughs> is. <laughs> Hashtag framed be gallo. Framed be, framed be, be gallo. It's going to framed bees. <laughs> I, mean, I, tried, I tried to kill the dead air, and I still left that air. <laughs> Uh, in addition uh, to the tombstones being uh, lower, we now have a fix coming out after uh, last week's K 
catastrophic fishing server collapses. Uh, to fix that, Upper Linosia's North Bronze Lake has been renamed. Sloppy. What the fuck? Did you mute him? Yes, I absolutely. The, the drops are totally Wait, muted. Wait, donation again. That, yes. Hang what on. Did no. You do? Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. The yeah, the drops are definitely muted. That that came through the. D- that was a drop. Fuck you! What did no, you no. do? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I told you never to do this again. Do you know? Do you realize? Do you even have half an idea of how much this, how much work this makes for me? Yeah, do you have any idea? I didn't make. I didn't do a drop though. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh. Uh, That's bullshit. <laughs> That's total fucking bullshit. No. Juxta is always right. The thing is, is that, like, we can't even cut access to that fucking system from him because it's tied to the actual Twitch fucking channel. <laughs> I, you fucking... Oh. He's a diabolical evil genius. Switch it back. Hey, no, no. He is more like a sidekick that occasionally does something cool. Yeah, he's he's Snively from uh from uh, Sonic Adventures. I don't know who that is, but okay. oh my god, I, I'm good. gonna have a fucking conniption fit. <laughs> Y'all, you're gonna have a conniption fit I'm when t- you start trying to edit this. This later. episode is gonna come out on fucking Wednesday. Hashtag red. Yes. God damn it. Oh no! My God. No! 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 Okay, new rule. From Chopper. now on, you can only donate in bits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they can donate however they want. <laughs> Bit donations only. Oh my God! <laughs> Sad reacts only. <laughs> I'm so. I can't even. You know what? You know what? Juxta, I hope that gauge my anger level. I hope right that now. all of your Overwatch comps from here forward are are blessed by Hanzo and Widowmaker mains and Bastions. <laughs> You're the worst. You're the literal goddamn you fucking for worst. That's pretty clever. No, it's not. It's <laughs> annoying, and it's gonna really, honestly, this is gonna take me a lot of fucking work. Yeah, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh but at least you can just take it from the drop. You don't have to like Slow find thing. a goddamn. fan justice for the rest <laughs> you know, of the show. A- Oh, was that $100? That's $100 from Sevo Kevo to say ban Juxta for the rest of the show. What? First of all, thank you, Sevo Kevo. You're the fucking man. And second of all, second of all, I'm I'm okay with this. You can go, you know what? You can do what I did last week and you can fucking hit the pavement. Sup, Annie Arrow Bro? How are the stress levels? Yeah, all right, yeah. (laughs) Can we put Juxta out in like the chicken outfit and make him promote the show and you get the pavement? This is gonna, you know, because I've been I've been putting the shows together on the stream yeah. because you know what and, they want to see this. No, when they something goes don't. Wrong. They it's don't. So they nice. don't want to see me fucking complain about this again, more <laughs> because I've already complained. Goddamn Juxta for president. <laughs> this is gonna Canero, be. Calm down and shake our president's hand. Oh, <laughs> can we? Least, oh my God! Can we at least set the minimum donation to display for five dollars? Like this is gonna be people. Like people are just gonna be throwing dollars at us like strippers the entire fucking show Angry just to make strippers. it go slobby. They're making it rain up in here. God damn it! Here. Oh God! There's gonna be there. I'm I'm telling you, there's gonna be so many fucking donations by the end of this episode that it's gonna the the system's gonna have problems showing me what donations we got. This is gonna be a problem for me in my life, in my actual life. 
Oh, I'm, 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 I'm so now we drowned Jaxta like a puppy. Yes. Miri, what is your obsession with this? <laughs> Miri, I'm all I'm 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 a hundred percent with you. Oh my god. Can we can we finish talking yeah. about patch three point five one? Uh, yeah. I don't think it's ever taken twenty two minutes to get through a point one <laughs> patch. <laughs> so uh and sloppy. <laughs> don't tell me how to donate hashtag me tech hello. <laughs> <laughs> done. Mutakalo. Done. Mutakalo. Mutakalo. Mutakalo is, is done. Yeah. <laughs> it is now. It is now. You that brought this bullshit. upon yourself. Yeah. Well, no. Hashtag Mutakalo is not a thing. Mutakalo is. Mutakalo. Yes, Mutakalo. Right. Mutakalo. Yeah. Mutakalo. If Kalo had not banned this drop, this wouldn't have happened. So yeah. This is really Kalo's fault Kalo when you think Kalo about it. Sloppy. God damn Dance, it. monkey. Dance. Show me that G-string. <laughs> Any arrow. <laughs> Oh my god, this is going to be so fucking frustrating. It's really funny because when we're getting ready to come in here and do this show, the last thing we always say is usually like, dance monkeys dance, or let's go dance monkeys. Right. All right. So I, honestly, honestly, like when you guys get this episode released on a Wednesday, don't come crying to me. <laughs> well, what did, why did this show take extra long? Well, this isn't is why. This is why. Isn't that at least easier than finding a custom accent for a drop? Uh, <laughs> yes. Actually, you know. Sloppy. Trump's wife's G string is hashtag sloppy. Oh. <laughs> oh. Thanks. What, what's that? I, I can't. I can't hear you, Kala. What's Fuck on? you! Oh, Jesus! <laughs> I knew that was coming. Nice, nice, bro fist, bro fist. Uh, nice, yes, one. that was good. That was good. Uh, all right. Teamwork. So yeah, to save the server from being uh, catastrophically crashed again, the North Bronze Lake. We upper- know. We don't give a shit. Move on. <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to know how just renaming them suddenly fixes the problem. Who cares? <laughs> because uh, maths. Uh, a sound will now play when a party has finished recruiting via the party finder inter- interface. Woot. I, that, that's kind of cool. I guess. Yeah. Oh, Woot. what's the sound effect? Sloppy. Sloppy. <laughs> uh, See, now you guys are buying into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. hate you for it. Uh, players can now join parties listed in the party finder. Sloppy. Didn't you guys just make like one hundred fifty dollars yeah. in ten minutes? <laughs> yes, that's stripper money, daddy. Sure I mean, you're did. not wrong. You're not wrong. Make, it's just more infuriating because of that. Well, no, because well, of I, junk I, stuff. I don't Shut get, up. I don't get the hundred and fifty dollars. Like that doesn't get to. I don't. LBR gets it. Yeah, though. that's right. The, the company. The company gets it. Toe the company line. And, and and look who you have running this company. You think they look after their employees? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, we really do. We try to, at least. We try. Yeah. We look after Coop. Sloppy. Mr. Jack. Best show. Hashtag sloppy why why why. This is why I hate you, Mr. Jack. One dollar, you cheap bastard. <laughs> sloppy why why why. Think about it, though. If everybody listening donates a dollar, that's 230 something dollars. <laughs> and 236 donations that Nero has to edit in. Oh, yeah, that's mad. That's that's that $236 more for a show. Uh, play- I think it's about time Skrull learned how to edit. <laughs> I, you know what? Hey, you know what? You know what? Maybe. I think I don't think he could. I don't think he would qualify. I think he's too sloppy. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you guys love it. <laughs> And we're not happy about it. Players can now join parties listed in the Party Finder interface even when queued for a duty fi- uh, via the Duty Finder. So, good? Okay. Oh, you don't delete, yeah. And everything else is resolved issues and patch fixes. Yeah, that's good. Other right. various issues have been addressed, which yeah. means the title. That's at, that's at the bottom. Oh. oh. What's it changed to now? Do we know? Um, oh, no, this is going live on Tuesday, isn't it? Is it? 
Or is it already it's, already? No, it's already no, live. It's yeah. I don't know. I, well, yeah, I don't, Chat, I don't even know. What's the new title? I, I want to know. You mean the new title for the, the, the quest? The spoilery title. Yeah, 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 the spoiler title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Looking at uh, other FF14 news, uh, the gear design contest for range, DPS, and healer uh, is now live on the Lodestone. And this was a really cool... I loved the concept of this... Um, you know this uh, contest when they did it for tanks I don't care now but <laughs> when it was for tanks when it was for, for something that I gave a shit about I thought this was really cool um, and it's still cool that they're doing it again shut now. up Nika first, like, why, just tanks? <laughs> why not everything at least now they are I don't know why I'm, be- why? I don't know why range, I'm being so mean today I range just magic DPS and healer are two completely different things though they really are you should not slop those in together that would just be... <laughs> uh, I'd like to point out that that $100 donation by Sevo had a mute juxta in it, and we didn't mute him. No, it had a band juxta in it. Oh, yeah. No, that was, was a, a that was a full-on band that juxta. That was a band juxta. That was slash vote kick. <laughs> well, we can at least give him the mute. Yeah, I'll, give, I'll give him a mute. Okay. I'll give him an extra long mute. Yeah. How about that? I don't like that idea. Fuck well, you, you don't... It's not up to you. This is a nice a nice degree of power that you're given when you sit in the seat, isn't it, Kahlo? I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it we great. noticed. I, I still see your strike mark here. Mm-hmm. It's still sitting in front of me. Yeah. I mean, if I don't you, know you why you... I, no, I don't... Absolutely not. Because I'll, just, I'll just fucking mute a motherfucker. The reason it worked is because once Nika got two strikes, who, and she's always against me, suddenly she started behaving herself, didn't she? They start to I work to get those strikes taken off. Yeah, you did. Actually, only Nika does that. I didn't try it all. No, but, but you also didn't get very many strikes, surprisingly. It's we're well, see, I got two strikes that got the, taken away. He was doing the sloppy drop the entire fucking show. I told him once per minute, and he adhered to it, though. He really oh, did it. Wow, that's yeah, very <laughs> lax. Yeah, once a minute? <laughs> well, no, one Jeez. time he actually did it twice in a row. And he got a strike. <laughs> I keep I keep these bitches in place. Anyway, if uh, of keeping bitches in place, I might drop. No, them. no, you can't have anything back. Well, well nothing. Them. You're 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 essentially banned from the show for like another ten minutes, or until. Skuro says, "Did Kahlo art out kindergarten the kindergarten teacher?" <laughs> I did. I used her own tricks against her. Ooh psychology uh-huh. anyway uh if you're really good at designing gear and you want to uh, submit gear designs make sure you go check out the lodestone for the gear design contest and and it is kind of weird that they're lumping you know ranged magic dps and healer into the same category although i guess it is they would be sort of similar i was gonna robes-ish. say yeah to, to be fair Less usually unfair. No, when you think about it, usually they have the same gear design. They're just different colors. Yeah. Okay. You're, oh, I you're, thought it was two contests that there's actually, they're lumping them together. Yeah, they're lumping yeah. them together. Yeah. Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. Oh, I thought you. it was what? I thought it was one contest for range DPS. Yeah, I thought so healer. too. Why don't we have one contest for physical melee DPS and lump tanks in with that? Well, and they didn't. So they're smart. Well, you're dumb. Well, too bad. Well. We just keep saying well. Yeah. <laughs> it just, well. This works really well when you're muted. Well. <laughs> anyway, 
so yeah, if uh, if you wanted to uh, design some gear and possibly see it in uh, implemented into FF14, although with the tank gear, did we ever actually see that implemented yet? Not yet. I, I mean, they, they, know, they, they were going to put it in with Stormblood. They picked a winner. I knew that, but I did not know when they had said that they would actually put it in, insert it into the game. So I I, I was not aware. Uh, anyway, all right. So uh, again, more about that over at the Lodestone, where you can find uh, more info about the european fan fest live stream purchase uh the stream details the price is going to be 29.99 euros. euros yeah it'll be well that's good i guess it's not what it was 30 here right or was it 35 i don't i truthfully do not remember because we were there and oh, none yeah. of us had to buy it <laughs> uh it, it, for that you get hd resolution all the main stage content in japanese and in english oh man uh bonus item code for all of the uh shit that all of the other fan fests got including the uh Una, different minion yuna and titus uh uh cosplay sets and uh yeah they they've got a yuna minion for that one so finally be able to use our vestments of faith or whatever yeah oh man we get access to the archive footage until august 31st thank god that is correct now i can go back and watch it in july so they've uh, also got they've also <laughs> got the stage schedule for days one and two day one of course taking place on saturday february 18th that's actually coming up pretty soon like I didn't uh, realize yeah. how soon that was. That's Wednesday gonna be episode, the first. episode 101, right? Yeah. LBR? Yeah. Yeah. Sloppy. Daddy, you make Jax's panties very hashtag sloppy. Oh. Oh. True strike. Oh. <laughs> the imaging. Gross. Gross. Ah. Uh so if you want to see that that schedule, it is pretty similar to all of the uh, other schedules although there's one that really interested me Ooh. on day two and it's called when musicians collide oh now mm. that is really cool now we know that susan's going to be out there she's confirmed that she's going to be out for the european fan fest and that's going to be you know the wrap-up of day one well, the piano I, concert umatsu did say he hoped to have a new like announcement based on the theme song at the European Fan Fest, so maybe it has something to do with that. It could, but I don't know. When you, when you, you, The name of the event is When Musicians Collide. I hope sloppy. First donation I've made and it's because of the sloppy. God damn it. Jackson knows what the people want. P. <laughs> I'd give more, but I'm broke. Shut up. Don't, do, you, do you realize, do you realize, Diamelos, do you realize what you just said? Juxta knows what the people want. Juxta is always Juxta, right. I think Juxta might. But no dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. This is what it's like when musicians C O L L I I I I I I I I I I I D E. Alpha, Rita's escaped. I bet that it's gonna be like Final Fantasy XIV Battle of the Bands. Real, but like, what bands though? I don't know. Yeah, would they like they could have got some versus local Susan bands. Versus Uematsu? No, they could have got some like local bands or something. I don't know, dude. Uematsu versus uh, versus the oh, no, he's <gasps> guys. The black mages reunite to no, battle the bands with the, the primal. Yes! No, oh my okay. god! No, well, 
No, it's not going to be any. It's not called the Black Mages. It's called Earthbound Papas. Dude, it's so not. And it's Earthbound not, Papas versus Primals. That no, would be the best thing ever. It can't. It can't because they've got the Primals concert later that night. They're not going to. They're not going to blow their wad early in the day. Yeah, I bet it's just going to be like a. Oh, I just think it's just going to be like a normal panel and talking about music. Or it could be that. Oh, that'd be lame. Compared to like a battle of the bands between two of the most epic FF related bands ever. Yeah, I, I mean, it's funny though that they used the the terminology when musicians collide and they had all of that bullshit with Power Man Maybe 5000. Maybe bringing Power Man 5000. No. <laughs> Nika, God damn it, Nika. <laughs> Stop Maybe. making me yell at you. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> and also, God. Juxta. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Has this been the best episode ever? I think it has. I don't so. no. This is like the fake episode 100. It's the ultimate episode. No, it's not. You're all it's terrible. It's a pen ultimate episode. <laughs> we do absolutely nothing for episode 100. It's just a normal episode I, completely. Look at my fat chocobo sitting on the light. This one is episode Anyway, uh, all right. So if you want more information about that, obviously, head on over to the Lodestone. And then uh, then there was this story that was circulated (laughs) midweek. Apparently, FF14 is getting a live action series called... Wait, you mean like in Eorzea? No, oh. no. It's what? it's so I guess the setup the setup for the the plot of the show is that there's this father and son and they have this kind of strained relationship, awkward relationship. And somehow the dad gets a hold of like a used PS4 or something and they both end up playing FF14 and the son ends up helping the dad on the game, but the dad doesn't know it's the son. That's sort of the okay. premise. That's sort of the premise of it. Cute. Yeah. Does does this have a title yet? What's the What's the title? It's called Daddy of Light. No, it's what? not. It's called Father of Light. No, it's, it's not. Father of Light. Are we no. sure that this it isn't is. just the, a fan? Nika, the word they use in Japanese is otosan. If they wanted it to be Daddy of Light, Stop. they would have oh used God. Chichi. I'm Nika, telling you. Nika, you you're 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 showing. It's Father of Light. I refuse to hear anyone. I'm no one. Sloppy. I was going to donate five, but since Annie Arrow shit on me the other day, this is payback. The wall. You shit on Isaac Newton? I don't know, did I? I, I, I shit on a lot of people I, and I just don't remember. The best way to piss him off is to be scientifically inaccurate about stuff. <laughs> it's called alternate facts. But <laughs> Nika, go. Nika, if you go and you look at the actual promo picture that was put up by the FF14 staff themselves, it says on it. I read. It says daddy it says on it, daddy of light. I'm quoting I'm quoting the word me. I'm quoting the fucking promo image no, released by Square that's not Enix. The word that they used in the Japanese, though. That they is absolutely. The they use the word for father. That is absolutely the name that they put on this promo image. Yeah. It says Daddy of Light. That. I was actually. Nika, in, in English, it says Daddy of Light. I was actually no, going to back up it's Nika. Stupid. I refuse. <laughs> Nika. Nika. So I was going to back you up. Like, I was going to be like, no, nah, it's supposed to be Father of Light. But because you're so adamant and being so weeby about it, nah. Look at it's this. Daddy of Light. Look at this. Look at that. Being baby, I legit took four college semesters of Japanese. Sounds this is like from a weeb my to me. Knowledge of the language. It doesn't weeb say alert, daddy. Weeb, weeb alert. Weeb alert. Weeb alert. Weeb. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> oh, I've dropped it. <laughs> when did you turn his drops? Wait, were you just trying drops in the hope you had? <laughs> Look what? at this. I, I've now. I have now put this on the goddamn screen. <laughs> 
Everyone in the chat can see this. It says very clearly, Daddy of Light. Doesn't that sound like some low-key porno or some shit? It so does. does. Featuring a Nero in Juxta. Yes! This absolutely sounds like one of the fanfics that got sent to us in the last couple of weeks. Oh, God. Wow, the chat is savaging Nika right now. (laughs) Wow. It's fucking... Yeah, the doy. Arm of the Daddy Savage. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, wow. I, I, the daddy. I, I, I swear to God, this. So some people have said this has got to be an April Fool's joke, which I could. I guess I could kind of see Square Enix is pretty good with their April Fool's jokes, but it's that, that's such a long. That's such a long thinking. Like it's January, it's, dude. Yeah, that's like plan. That's really planning out your April Fool's joke. I mean, unless they're planning to release it on April Fool's Day. And you, like, no, you announced it on April Fool's Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, We're getting the, the daddy of like. The daddy thing aside, this could actually end up being pretty neat. <laughs> except, <laughs> except I didn't get past the title. There's more to it. I'm not. I, look. Yes. It has worse dramas out there. Like this one might not be as bad as half of them. I'm just, I'm, look, I'm just going to say that whatever the u.s adaptation of daddy of light is never gonna happen you're never gonna see this outside of of uh you know a, a subtitled version shut oh no. god no it's back we will that will happen someone on youtube i'm sure they will but i, I mean like honestly like this you ever seen a grown man naked <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, there's no way there is no way that Square Enix calling the FF14 <laughs> live action series Daddy of Light that that's not a Limit Break Radio reference. That is it's, absolutely a, ra- a Limit Break <laughs> Radio reference. That is a hundred. We gave them that. And just remember, it just reaffirms the fact that Juxta is always right. Right, Daddy? <laughs> no. Juxta, do you like movies about gladiators? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just checking. Yeah. Uh wow. Uh that is outstanding. Yeah, I can't I it's it's really funny. Can can we get in touch with someone on the SE community team and get confirmation here? Like this has to be. All us. right, look, look. They've already said that that there aren't plans for an English localization. That <gasps> means we're going to have to do a fan translation. No, we're going to do the oh. abridged series of it. <laughs> we can do one of those misheard lyrics things. We're like we just put whatever we think they're saying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Bad lip reading. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you go. Peck Mech the first has it. Daddy of Light, a story about murder rape, 2017. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, the cast of geez. SBU in this. Here, what does Olivia Benson have to say about this? How 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 exactly how exactly do you? Do you uh, uh, do the genetic testing for cum stains in FF14? It's magic, man. Well, you got to call a GM. You just corrupted Aether. You got to call a GM. I like Get them to look back on it. (laughs) All right. Are our guests still going to be willing to appear on this show? Hopefully. I'd have left if I were there. Um, We'll see. Uh, So, uh, joining us, we have a couple of guests from the uh, speakers of Heidelin Show. Uh, They have been uh, working on their network, growing their network over at uh, YouTube.com slash Speakers XIV. And uh, we welcome them into the show, the hosts of Speakers of Heidelin. How's it going, guys? Oh, hi. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for having us here. 
Yeah. <laughs> Hello, friends. So, okay. Hi. So, uh, Kuki, our producer, uh, she she was responsible for uh, putting the the finer points of this interview together. And then this morning, uh, her, her 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 sister, sister. decided that this was a great moment to go have a <laughs> baby. Decided to have a <laughs> baby. You know what? Now's the time. Now, yeah. Now is Get really the best me. time to do this. Um, you lose. So, well, there was there was questions on who exactly was going to be joining us today. So, can you? You guys go ahead and just introduce yourselves to the Limit Break Radio audience. Oh, uh, yeah, sure. I'm Lakeel Bravestone. I'm uh, the uh, sort of the main host of uh, the podcast speakers. You're the Aniro of speakers. <laughs> uh, uh, wow. Yeah, don't compare yourself yeah. to him. Yeah, that's very <laughs> rude to our guest. He was not, <laughs> he was not complimenting you. We should be mad. Uh, and then uh, we have, uh, I guess, Orange, uh, our uh, yeah, side, hello, my I'm, sidekick. Uh, you sound like Jenda. <laughs> so, there you go. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait who did you say you are? Orange. Oh, orange. Orange combo. Yeah. I will. I have a lot of nicknames, nickname, but uh, this one is uh, my Final Fantasy fourteen one. All right. Well, and I joined the <laughs> I joined the Speakers Network uh, last year. Very yeah, cool. He, he, his name is <laughs> his name is actually the name of a K-pop. Uh, oh, 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 you really oh, are. What did you have to say? Oh, necessary. This may this may be You had to call him out. Hmm, this may be this may be an uncomfortable interview for you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I didn't know it was gonna be that. I didn't know that we were doing that today. Okay, all right. No, no, I'm it's kidding. I'm I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's all right. Most of our names are from J.R.R. Tolkien's language, so yep. uh, oh, yeah. that's uh fucking nerds. Uh, mine's says, from Persian. Says okay. the guy with the math name. Yeah, math, math, no, math, English, English, yeah. English. Ling- linguistics. Oh, wow. My bad. You are dumb. Gosh, you're God, just, you're, you're dumb. So bad. Anyway, I don't have a drop to describe how dumb you are. Uh, oh, wait, here's one. So, well, that was dumb. There you go. So, uh, the Speakers Network has been. Uh, it, it, you guys got, gained a lot of attention when uh, you started a series called "The Fall and Rise of Final Fantasy 14." Now, I mean, you guys have been doing Speakers of Highland for a while um but uh this series in particular really got like it, it got a lot of people to uh pay attention to uh to what was going on on the network and on the channel so uh where did you guys get the uh you know get the the idea for doing these uh video series well um i think well it, it started like way back but um we I, I think it was in a podcast episode i was talking about 1.0 and we got a lot of comments about like a lot of people haven't played 1.0 uh and to them it's like like a mythical uh time that you know it for some it's not even it's hard to find information about 1.0 oh, like it in was, video form it was hard to find information about 1.0 during 1.0 so <laughs> that's bastards. kind of forgivable <laughs> very true very true so um i just thought you know i Someone has to do it, so I, I just, I just went on. Why not me? Well, yeah. <laughs> I, and 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 what's interesting is, I, I mean, like I always thought, like, dude, 
you could do like a very serious like like this has never been done a relaunch of an mmo like this has never ever been done in gaming history you could do a really fascinating documentary long term about you know what the transition from 1.0 to 2.0 looked like and then the overall arc of the whole game and that would be incredibly interesting and you guys just i mean you guys condensed 1.0 and i guess i didn't it didn't even occur to me but like how interesting 1.0 is for the folks that never really got to check it out oh yeah oh yeah like if you look, looking at 1.0 it's like how could this how did this happen how how does this game happen <laughs> it really um, it really i mean yeah like that is a pretty important question when i mean because 1.0 tried to do some very different things in the world of mmos and like what what i appreciate about the video series is you guys go through not just the development history and the development process but sort of like the staff transitions that were going on in the background and obviously you know yoshi p coming in and and taking the helm very important part of that entire narrative that was established for you know just for the way that the game evolved over time so there was no way to not address that but I mean, I've learned a lot from your guys' videos that I didn't even know being so closely involved with, you know, the way that 1.0 developed and being a critic of it. Like you guys, you guys had like taught me kind of a lot through uh, through your own videos. And, yeah, I really appreciated that perspective of of seeing how the game evolved and how the, the staffing changes affected that. The real question yeah. is, do you know anything more about Hanger's Crucible? Oh, fuck Jeez. you. <laughs> yeah, worst. no. Uh, I think one of my favorite things going through the first couple of videos there is, like, it's so interesting when you're hearing about 1.0 in the abstract, and I just recall back to actually playing it and being like, this is so bad. It's it's so border. <laughs> it was borderline unplayable. I have never so quickly turned on a game and been like, Oh no! <laughs> I don't know why I stuck it out for so long. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was because I was still long distance with Surin, and that was like neither of us really wanted to play eleven, so that was still what we had. I'm not really sure. Oh. Well, there was, there was something that I was like, "This is really bad." My mouse barely moves across the screen. <laughs> Leveling takes ten thousand years, but I don't care. I'm there was that whole. Anyway. I don't know why the whole attachment to FF eleven. I think had a lot to do with the people that ended up sticking around with that game. Um, but I, you know, you guys, you guys went through very specifically and identified, you know, some of the reasons that 1.0 ended up failing. And so, you know, what do you, what do you guys think the difference, um, the, the main difference between 1.0 to 2.0 is that turned, turned around the sentiment? Cause once you have that sentiment, it's so hard to turn that around. Well, um, what 1.0 did that they sort of stopped with in, in 2.0 was putting like um, ludicrous restrictions on pretty much everything you could do. Like True. when you l- logged on to 1.0, everything was a chore. Like you, it, like the uh, fatigue system, for instance, oh, yeah. where uh, you would earn XP for a certain amount of time. I think you had like eight thresholds. And after that, you know, you would start losing EXP right, you would start like getting in gosh, less I and less. I really even remember that that was a thing. You get punished for playing too much. <laughs> yeah, Not that anyone wanted to play too much. <laughs> Good lord. I, I never made it to the first threshold. I still remember the one time that I was thinking about playing, I was talking to Juxta and I'm like, what's it like? And he goes, okay, you know how Final Fantasy XI had a problem with too many menus? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, 
No, it didn't. <laughs> no, it didn't. <laughs> Compared to FF14, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah 14's UI system was also pretty fucking awful. It was... Um, yeah, you had to like wait for like everything was server side. Yes. So when you opened a menu, you had to wait for the server response. Wow. And if there was a lot of people online, you could wait a long time until that menu opened. Yeah. And there was no hotkeys, of course. I I remember walking out into Thanaland for my first time and being like, "How far do I have to walk before enemies start spawning?" <laughs> oh, and God. uh my friend was just like, "Well, no, they spawn right at the gate." And it's just a barren <laughs> wasteland everywhere you look like, oh, wow. you know, you know that's why? interesting because they're I all was, dead. Because I was killing all the marmots, thank you very much. <laughs> Juxta was doing his job. Uh, yeah. yeah, so, you know, 1.0 was uh, an incredibly interesting time for the development of this game and the development of this world. And in fact, you know, many references that we get now in the narrative refer back to things that happened during 1.0. Uh, and and I I find that that kind of like lineage really interesting that that long term, uh, you know, sort of like this is it, 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 you can get references to things that people had played through, but only like a certain segment of your population has a real strong context for that. And I think that that's one of the most interesting things that one point that the transition from 1.0 to 2.0 and then 2.0 and beyond sort of played with and and really became a huge influential aspect to how the narrative ended up unfolding moving forward. Um yeah. So where do you guys think that the original 1.0 narrative may have taken us because we're hearing now that we might be getting back to some of those themes as of 5.0 as of you know after stormblood so uh thoughts on uh, on where the original uh you know the original storyline may have taken us um well the um, the main story in 1.0 was supposed to be about the Garlean Empire. Uh it was supposed to be um we don't really know for sure what the the actual like plans cuz obviously the the right. um the original 1.0 storyline was cut short very quickly. Um but it seems like they might be headed back to the the Garlean theme and we're already seeing it now with Stormblood seeing as Garleans are are really popping up there as well. Um, yeah, so I'm, <laughs> I think 1.0 left behind a lot of um, loose um, threads that they can just pick up uh, around because it's part of the lore. Mm. And also when they transi- transitioned into um, 2.0, it was very important to them that um, the 1.0 players um, felt welcome in 2.0, mm-hmm. but also make sure that the people that left 1.0 um, didn't get reminded of 1.0 when they started playing 2.0. So they've been like sort of um, picking the best of 1.0. Which right. But you don't think that there's any loose threads from the story that are just totally squashed now? Or you think that they are all able to just be picked up anytime they want? Um, I think, I mean, <laughs> the, the main story in 1.0 was very barren there wasn't a, there's not a lot there's not a lot of threads okay to but up. my sexy mikote <laughs> oh. companion oh what come happened to her? Nika, she died she's yeah, dead there's no confirmed no body no, no funeral true. no dead no one someone that's, in a, i think i think it was in an email once if 
Tancred can be out living on his own in rags, fighting out in the wilds with no contact to anyone. So could my okay, Mikote but companion. you know what? Tancred probably has something special going on about him. There, someone said there's in an email that there's a cutscene somewhere that mentions the area that your companion goes to was basically fucked. Somewhere. And anyone who went there is fucking dead. No, okay. Was there really? Because I mean, I remember that last cutscene where my companion's like, oh, she gets really upset. And she's like, fine, I'm just going to go meet you there. And she like takes off really upset. And she goes somewhere in the shroud. And then the story just ends. She goes to West. She goes to West Shroud. It's it's over. It's done. (laughs) Anything anything that was in West Shroud is just gone. Yes, she's dead. No, no, no. no, I like the more idea of that. Uh, Nika's Miko tape friend is out there, but she just doesn't want to come back to Nika. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, she, dude, she flirted with me every other sentence. She loved me. I, I, she was trapped, Nika. I, she, I bet. Abusive relationship. I, I bet, yes. Look, that's just one of the NPCs that you run into in Palace of the Dead now. She's oh yeah! Dead. You didn't even know it. You killed her. You again. killed, you her, killed again. her again, and you didn't even know it. Good job, Nika. <laughs> Way to go. Way to yeah. go. Uh, Don't worry. She's in hell with all of your Metal Gear Solid mates. 5 yeah. squad mates. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I, I, yeah, it's pretty safe to say that the Path Companion was just something that just left. They left that ship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's a that's a big dangling plot thread right there. So where <laughs> where do you where do you guys get the footage for uh, a lot of the, the material? Because, like, there was an interview that Hiromichi Tanaka gave that I'm sitting there, I'm watching it on, on, on your guys' video. I'm like, I've never seen this. I've never, because <laughs> it, it, was, it was really surprising. He, oh, hang on, we got a donation here. Starting a fund for Nika's therapy. <laughs> Thanks, Mr. Jack. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, that that interview with Tanaka, where he like just did flat out did not have an answer for what this interviewer asked. Like that was really fascinating to me. Where did you dredge some of those up, man? Um, just a lot of hours in Google. Okay. Uh, it, it, uh, it, that's it like sloppy. Oh my gosh! Hang on, I'm not, we got another donation. It's over. It's oh. not you. It's her. She'll let you know if she needs you again. Hashtag by Felicia. Thanks, guys. Appreciate appreciate it. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off. Um, there's like a, a feature in, in Google where you can search in specific uh, time periods. And that oh. saved my ass a lot. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so I, I've, I have only gotten results from 2010, 2011. Yeah, uh, and I was surprised, too, because a lot of his interviews are, I, I guess you've probably seen, they're very amateurish <laughs> and like it's... He seems confused and not interested. <laughs> he and does. Like, He's so bored. And say yeah, that, it's really weird. It's called real investigative journalism, and you know, it's something we don't do around here. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You know, one of the things that I always thought about 1.0, especially you know, like looking back on it when you when you sort of reflect on it, is that a, a lot of the game decisions in 1.0 seem to be driven by don't be wow. Right. Like, yeah, to the point to the point of, of folly. Like, I, I feel like there were so many people that were like around the time that FF14 was being designed. They were vocal, being very vocal about the fact that they didn't want another WoW clone, but they yeah. they, they weren't very vocal with what exactly that meant. So it's, <laughs> it seemed like every decision was like, make this contrast what World of Warcraft does. And. Yeah. That seemed to be really not the direction. Like nobody liked that. Like no, no one did that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, did you guys ever ever get that in your time with 1.0? Oh, all the time. Like um, 
I don't know why, but I played it till the end for some. I don't know why, but I, th- there were times when I played this and I was like, "What? Why am I playing this?" But I mean, you guys to just me, have I, piles of money that you could spend on this game because Aniro and Nika both played it to the end too. Well, they made yeah. it free. They, they, they I mean, <laughs> like, it was free until like the last three or four months. Yeah, you have to pay for a few mm-hmm. months. Yeah. yeah, and by then they had kind of already outlined their plan for 2.0, and it was like, "Look, you stay." stay in this thing and we're gonna you know we're gonna roll your character data over and everything so it was like at that point you did sort of feel like you were you were building in an investment so yeah yeah and there was also the sort of the um you you sort of felt like this game is going to get better right it's gonna get better so you just i want to see how this ends uh, or how it uh, turns out and uh well it did get better in the end. It uh, did. It did. But only after they started adding more aspects of WoW into the game. Yeah. Hmm. Like that, was, that was really this kind of sad part. So predictable. And it was like, and it was like all of those people who were like, yeah, don't make it like WoW. Suddenly were like, oh, this is a lot better. Maybe make it a little like WoW. Yeah. I mean, they, they wanted it to be like they said, yeah, don't make it like WoW. Make it more like 11. And I... He tried to make Final Fantasy 11. I say he, but I mean the entire dev team or Square Enix wanted to make Final Fantasy 11 HD, um, which sadly didn't translate that well uh, in the new uh, MMO market at the time. So that's basically where they really screwed up. Like they made it too. It's hard to explain really how <laughs> how bad 1.0 was, and I'm talking about 1.0 here. I'm not talking about like 1.23b. One could sure. argue was no, playable, like la- launch 1.0. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, launch 1.0. I remember like being level 10 and getting invited to a party, like an, an old school FF11 style party <laughs> where we're gonna go around and farm mobs. And an XP like, party. I, 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 I was yeah. in a few of those. Yeah, level 10 or job class level 10. Uh, I was Ooh. level 10. Ooh. <laughs> and um, remember they had that separate i, I can still that. say yeah. that my first level 50 was my shield not my sword <laughs> not a one not no, my shield yeah i got into that group and they were all mad at me because i didn't have any healing moves and i'm sitting there like i'm on lancer am i supposed to i'm sorry <laughs> i didn't Mal know Dragoon. i remember farming yeah. like two jobs to 50 though in the Beastman strongholds even later on in the game, oh like, yeah. we would make par- we would make parties of like more than because the max party could go pretty high back then, right? It went I remember up to like making alliances oh God, or some bullshit right. and like going into the Beastman strongholds and just like power like people at power level. You get people at like highest level and then get people like eight levels below and you just power level them up. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know that what? I, I think this game maybe wasn't any good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was just garbage. You don't say. No, yeah, it was really bad. Like, also, if you're thinking about the the leaves, just the leaves. Oh, I yeah. remember they they hyped the leaves so much before the launch, and when we finally got into the game, you could get eight leaves yeah. every thirty six hours. Yeah, that's something you mentioned in the first video that you guys <laughs> that did. I forgot, how, how yeah. much they were hyping up leaves as kind of like the next like method of designing MMOs, and I had forgotten how much <laughs> like like pre-release you know footage and everything right? went to leaves yeah like, i mean my party we always cheese them like me and my and Surin and our best friends we would just make sure we all had the same leave quest and then you would farm the xp purposely fail the leave and then restart it so that you wouldn't lose it and you just do that yeah. over and over again mm-hmm. wow but like nika exploding SE, again SE really thought that 
like leaves were going to be the next big thing in MMOs. And okay, they just all right. Weren't. All right. So, so I just I just went into my living room and I and I got the original FF14. Oh wow! Look at Derplander box. Yeah, <laughs> and Escalia, here. I'd like you to take the box and yeah, I'd like yeah, you yeah. to look at the back of it. Sure. And I'd <laughs> like you to tell me the selling points for this fucking video game, <laughs> okay. please. So there's there's two major selling points underneath the big Welcome to Eorzea banner. Which well, I mean, why don't you Let's tell us? That. Yeah, sure, let, sure. tell us. So, a little bit about Eorzea. It's got a nice picture and says, Welcome to Eorzea. The age of adventure has begun. Join players across the globe as you enter a stunning world of endless opportunities. Gather a band of steadfast companions and battle ferocious creatures in the wilds. Hunch over <laughs> an anvil and forge a wondrous blade of legend. Relax in a tavern with friends and swap tales of your latest exploits. The, the story of Final Fantasy XIV is founded on the path of your adventures. So... You it could sounds have, like you it's c- selling me a role-playing game. You could have been <laughs> describing Dark Age of Camelot. You could have been describing Ultima Online. That's There's correct. like a, a bajillion games that that description... I'm pretty sure that they copied and pasted that from a Breath of Fire game. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. Uh, Underneath that on the left, it has uh, a big picture with a caption saying, The Armory System. The Armory oh. System. Change class system. Change classes by simply equipping a different weapon or tool. That is a that I mean, is one of the two bullet selling points of this game. Nika, don't you try to defend that. Don't you try to defend that. I love when we had to go back to the mog house to change jobs. Like, it was actually a cool thing when we could just change in the open. That was a that, big deal that in was 1.0. The, that was their big selling point. Like, oh, but no that's, more mog houses. It was a big deal but, in 1.0. It really was. But that's one yeah. of two selling points. Escalia, please, <laughs> please tell us the second selling point for Final Fantasy XIV 1.0. And on the right. Guild leaves. Undertake <laughs> missions known as leave quests, a wide assortment of activities that change daily. You know why they call them leave quests? Because everybody left. <laughs> That's exactly what everyone <laughs> a did. A wide assortment of activities. So. <laughs> I remember like four. You there run. Like four different types. Run to a place, click a thing, kill a thing, get it to halfway health, have it run away, more things pop. That's one. What was the other one? Go to there a place, click a thing, like, kill a thing. That was it. That's number two. There was one where there was like a whole bunch of uh, items on the ground and you had to click them and like random stuff would spawn. Oh That's right. God. Yeah. Go to a place, click a thing, have a thing spawn maybe. Hey, do you guys remember <laughs> what the recommended system specifications on this game were? Holy Christ. What are, was are you it? ready for this? These are the recommended specs. So they're the higher recommended. tier. Recommended. This is not the minimum. Yeah. But recommended. Uh, Windows 7. Had to have Windows 7. Yeah. An Intel Core i7. Wow! They wanted an i7 processor. They wanted an i7 in 2011. In 2017, things don't require an i7. I have an i7. Well, how did I play 1.0? That's insane. Uh, well, the the minimum yeah. was an Intel Core 2 Duo. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say I had an i5, and I still have an i5. Uh, it required four gigs or more of RAM, hmm. and 15 gigs to install. Mm, and right. the recommended for a graphics card was a GTX 460. That's still Holy kind of crap. A, that's humongous. It, it, like back then, yeah, that's kind yeah. of. I think that's what I bought for for the relaunch for Realm Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, insane! And, wow. And you have to remember, they had planned to port this to the PS3 at the time. <laughs> that so. is doubly insane. Like, how did <laughs> they think that they were going to pull that one off? And 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 in fact, when they did take the 
noticeably detuned uh, uh, system for A Realm Reborn and ended up putting it on PS3. The concessions that they had to make to do that (laughs) were so jaw-droppingly awful. Thor says in chat, uh, uh, we did leaves last night. We're six minutes of my FF14 career. He power leveled me through leaves leave quests. And yes, it was so fucking boring. How we retained 40 viewers is beyond me. I, honest to God, I, I leave quests were not the thing to really hang your hat on. Like, Come on, now. they looked at it like, well, what do, you know those quests and wow, what if we take questing? Yeah, what if we take the those wild quests, but take any story out of them and just make them do them over and over again? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Oh. I have fond memories of failing leave quests on purpose with my friends, though. How? Gosh, you cheater, you cheater, obviously. Because it was with my friends, I never would have. And like, I remember doing a few of them solo, and it being really hard. Actually, like it, the whole point of it was to leave Link with other people. So to be fair, if you had had your friends with you, you would have had fond memories of eating sand. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Okay, it was just, rhetorical. I'm just checking. Yeah, you know, uh, as we sit here and, and listen to you guys tell us about all this awesome 1.0 stuff, <laughs> and, and some of the stuff you had to go through, like to find information, and how hard it still is to find information. This whole thing, like going from 1.0 to 2.0, reminds me of like the Inquisition. Like Yoshi <laughs> came in with his people and like fired everybody, killed Tanaka, then he's just like, burn it all. <laughs> That's pretty much what he did, though. So, well, speaking of episode five is dropping this week, and episode five focuses on uh, Yoshida coming in and what he did, the changes that he made that ended up leading to. Uh, eventually becoming a realm reborn. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, is there is there anything that uh, you'd like to uh, to to share with us? Any insight that you want to share with us, or uh, just plug the episode if you want? I don't know. <laughs> well, um, the ep- the episode five is going to focus on the probably the most famous part of of uh, 1.0's life cycle, and that is, of course, uh, Dalamud and how um, the story suddenly took like an abrupt turn like if you logged in at i can't remember exactly right now i don't have the the notes in front of me but um i think it's one of the late last patches so it's probably 1.23 or 1.22 um when you logged in then um sometimes you would get a random nightmare cutscene if you logged out yeah. Um, yeah. you logged out in a bed in, in the inn yeah um and uh of course the the massive event that a lot of people i'm very surprised by this actually but um there's a lot of people commenting on my video that 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 is defending 1.0 um which to me is uh a bit weird but um that is weird you're you're not alone that's yeah (laughs) that's weird yeah you're not wrong yeah (laughs) they um when they think about the end of um 1.23b they think about the epic Dalamud and the fighting and all that was happening between the um, the Alliance and, and the Garleans. But when you were there, um, it was not as glamorous because those servers, they did not oh like my God. that event. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the, I know that Fusion X had recorded the uh, final FF14 event. And the thing about that event was I that... I are having issues with it. Well, I... Oh, God, I do. I, the stir, the server stability was garbo. I mean, that might be true. I just might have blocked that out. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I remember the actual event, though, logging in and finding, like, a friend I hadn't found in a while. And then we got to meet up at FanFest. Yeah. That was cool. But, like, all this... I just remember logging in and seeing, like, the massive swarms of people just coming and attacking the city and thinking how cool it was. That's, that's all I remember. Yeah, I mean, 
mean, it, you know, some of the city zones were okay. I mean, I remember trying to be out in Corthus. I don't think I yeah. ever even got out to Corthus. Um, no. There, you know, like looking when you when you actually look at footage of people who were smart enough to record that, like who, who were thinking, like, oh, this is going to be a moment in history. Like, it's not much to look at. Like, it really isn't. <laughs> no. I, I know. No. I know for a fact that Fusion X had definitely recorded his experiences and mm-hmm. had shared them on uh, Gamer Escape. But yeah, it. You're right. I mean, like that event was so chaotic. Like, it was fun. In 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 when it worked, it was really fun. That's um, true. And and the thing that you got to remember is that, you know, the the servers were such under such extreme load because the last couple of weeks they had allowed anyone who had ever had an active account to log in. So, you know, while they had reinstated the, um, you know, the uh, the monthly bill, you know, the monthly uh, uh, billing again. Subscription. Yeah, Yeah, they had for the last couple of weeks opened that back up to anyone who wanted to log on and participate and so those final hours were just slammed the servers were just slammed yeah and they were they and to make it even worse like that particular it was a full week um so a lot of people uh, joined and the way that they had <laughs> optimized the game um they had done it so that you you could only see a certain amount of uh, people or anything yeah. on screen at any yeah. given time so you know why they were doing that because before they had implemented the amount of character models that can be displayed at once if you didn't know to limit it in your settings it would burn people's uh video cards out of their machine <laughs> It, it, it would just it would make it would just overload video cards because like that I mean it, they just couldn't fucking handle it I'm nope. 99% sure that's what happened to my girlfriend's machine at the time yeah and also they had you know the the ever famous flower pots that were yes there's that too yeah so so you had that so yeah but flower pots are important are they <laughs> hashtag flower pot lives matter <laughs> Jeez. yeah so the end of uh, 1.23b was like, for, uh, of course, we it was a cool event, but it did have a lot of uh, problems at the end. Uh, it, it had problems till the bitter end, you could say. <laughs> I think, I th- and I think the thing that makes that event like people go back and and put the rose-colored glasses on because at the end of it, we got that you know end of an era trailer that was i mean it it, like in that moment because if you were because i i was definitely trying to be logged on for the final moments of when they were taking the servers down the last second i was so sad i was definitely did the event and then i was like oh damn i can't be here because like they did they announced when the last the server was actually going to go down yeah and i was trying so hard to be there but i couldn't yeah and i had i had made the time to be there and uh, and and it, you know I kept having all the server problems, and then you know that YouTube video got passed around, and watching that was, I mean it w- it was so impactful. It was so yeah. it was such a bold choice because no was. no one really knew what to expect. I mean we knew that they were going to be retooling the world. We knew. Yeah. That there was going to be some kind of cataclysm. There was no way that that this that the that Dalamud was growing larger and larger to you know give Eorzea a hug. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that we knew yeah. that that wasn't going to happen. We, it was going to be something ominous and 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 full of danger. But yeah. Nobody. Nobody. The, 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 the login. 
the login, like when you're logged in, there was yeah. like a timer counting down until Dalamud was going to make an impact. Like, That's right. It's like Dalamud impact in, and then it just That's right. Yeah. That remember trailer, that. All yeah. the people that I've gotten to come and try Final Fantasy 14, it's from just, without saying anything, it's like, here, watch this trailer. They watch it, and they're like, oh my god, what game is that? I'm like, you know, I tell them the game, and I'm like, that's how it starts. That it, like <laughs> no, not a single person could have could have foreseen Bahamut coming out of that. And I, I mean, I remember oh. fully feeling the weight of it. They're just yes. Like, I remember every single time there was a patch, like one point whatever it was, every new patch, Dalamud got bigger and bigger. Because I, I was, and I remember the very last patch, I was like, it's so. Fucking big! What the hell is in that thing? Can I tell mom? I, I, mean, I thought it was just gonna be like actual. <laughs> okay, I thought it was gonna be like, like meteor in an analogy more closer to FF seven. Sure. But I mean, yeah, nobody imagined it. But I, I mean, it was. I, I remember just like I took. I remember taking pictures because after you complete the storyline, you got that uh, horn. Delamond horn yeah. and I remember yeah. standing out as close as I could get to Delamond and taking pictures with the horn and I was like this is the coolest fucking thing right now yeah uh, and 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 like I, and I'm gonna I, I'm gonna be honest like when like you did you felt the full weight of that because I, you know, and and I was I was one of these people because I I was you know uh, involved with Gamer Escape and Aetherite Radio, so I was one of these folks that through the development of 1.0, I was still commenting on it and still involved in it. Not not as heavily as I am now, but I was still very involved in it. And I was one of those advocates that was like, dude, the the Black Shroud is so poorly designed. <laughs> And so difficult to navigate. Oh, yeah. Burn it down. That yeah, you have to destroy it. Like you have to, yeah. de- you have to burn it to the ground and start all over again for it to be a navigable Don't. zone. And I remember when 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 Bahamut emerged and everything is being destroyed. I'm sitting there thinking like, not like this. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Like because it was just it was such a bold move it was such a yeah it, it was and i appreciate that like I, I i always appreciate bold direction choices either in games or in media or whatever like, and there was yes. it was it was so bold that i just i was like oh, i'm so into this and yeah. uh yeah and and there hasn't been a decision like that again ever <laughs> since yeah i wish they would no. realize you don't have to end a game to do awesome stuff like that that's true yeah. That's true. Not like they didn't this. give up on it, so that like kudos to. I mean, Yoshi that's true. They that. easily could have been like, "Oh, this was failed. Let's just scrap it and work on 15. But Dude, no, they so many yeah. actually like bring in a new team and redo yeah. it. And I think that's part of what made all what makes all of us have so such good memories of the end of the game is that everybody at that point was paying money. So if mm. you were there, you really cared about something about the game, whether it be the franchise, Final Fantasy, or whether it be just memories within the game, whatever. All of us there were like, we love this game and we all want it to be better, and that's why we're paying money right now. Totally. And so. I think when when it all came crashing down at that point that we there was actually such a sense of like people just being in the world there was such a sense of community between the people that were left in the game at that point they were like okay yeah you're right they're, game, they're, like they're, we're they're, ready for it to, to start over there was this very kind of like palpable feeling among the player base that was left in the final couple of months or the final couple of patches in 1.0 that like you know yeah we're here on the promise of this next game you know we're here like this is you know we'll, we'll we're gonna make this work for you guys but we're here on the promise of 2.0 that you've made for 2.0 and, yeah. and 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 but that didn't prevent you from investing in what you were doing at that time 
And man, yeah, you're right because you felt you felt that loss as soon as Bahamut emerged from yeah. from Dalamud. And I mean, it was I'm, just because it was it was just oh my god, I cannot <laughs> believe the scale of this. Yeah, and then the the empty feeling you got when when you realized that 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 game is gone now. I have to wait <sighs> for almost yeah, a year. It was down for like eight months or something, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 quite a while. It it was it was uh, it was an incredibly bold move on Square Enix's part, not just in a narrative sense, but in a business sense. Yeah, so, it, it's such mean, a surprising move because you're right; they they could have dropped it as a developer very easily. That's what like yeah. I I'm not surprised. Like I'm surprised that they didn't just choose to call like oh this one flopped, call it a day, right. and let's move, let's go on to something else. Like to they, actually say you know what we're gonna redesign and reload and go again. I think that I, I it only got that because it, it it had the name Final Fantasy. I was gonna on say it. Yeah, yeah. Think of how many other MMOs. I mean, I think yeah. uh, Age of Conan or something like that like closed after two months and. It's more than that, Aniro. It's not just that it had Final Fantasy. It's that it had 14 on the end of it. That too. If that game had been yeah. called Final Fantasy 11 2, no. No way yeah. does it or get Or like does it Final Fantasy Online, it. the realm of Aeorth yeah, exactly. without having yeah. a number on it. Yeah. yeah, if it hadn't been one of the numbered titles of that series, absolutely not. Yeah. No. The, the numbered titles for Square Enix, they, they are like their most important franchise. So if they had left 14 like that, that would have damaged. And they, they even said so. Like yeah. the... Um, CEO of, of Square Enix, he, he had to publicly apologize, and he said that the, <laughs> he had already sort of damaged the brand um, greatly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and they that had was, to. That was one of the things that, at the time, as 1.0 players and as Square Enix fans, like I think that was one of the first things where they had come out and addressed it that made everyone go, "Oh." Oh shit! Like they actually realize how bad this really is, and if they if they're willing to go that far, that they may actually have a plan to to be able to pull this out. Yeah, and the fact that they pulled it off too is I mean yeah. they deserve all the all the credit in the world for that. And they and they oh, kind of yeah. knew that it was bad from the word go because yeah. I, I I remember when it first launched and first came out, me and my friends we took four days off work over a weekend <laughs> to do a land party for the launch land. of this game. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you nerd for, for the launch of this game. And, like, the first eight hours, we couldn't even get logged in to play. Like, you couldn't even (laughs) connect to the servers. Finally, the servers became available. Then you get into the game. Your computer crashes five or six times in character creation. You're like, all right. Then you finally make your character get into the game, and no enemies spawn. And you're just like, okay, when do we actually play? Yeah. Because I've been at this now for 17 hours, and I'm still level one. I actually remember that I actually quit for a month or two simply because they didn't have a client-side mouse. Like, oh, right. the, yeah. the cursor in the game was server side. I remember and, that. Yeah. Oh. And, and <laughs> there was that. a patch around Thanksgiving that fixed it. And that's yeah. when I started playing again. It was like, I could not, because my computer it back was then was not as good as the one I have now. Yeah. And also I, there, cu- I couldn't. There. Their patcher was torrent based. Oh my god! Oh my god! Holy shit! I fucking I forgot, forgot about, about that. that. Oh my god! You're, yeah. That is a hundred percent true. Yeah. I'm convinced You're, Tanaka just wanted to be fired. He didn't want to quit. He's like, nah. 
it really no. does. It does seem I'm like collecting I'm collecting unemployment. unemployment <laughs> gift, <yo. laughs> oh it's like, God. they're not even going to give me a window seat. Fuck yeah. it. They're going to show me out with security. Like, <laughs> could you imagine, like, when he's being, you know, they're discussing all the specs and stuff. He's like, uh, all right, so we're implementing the, you know, the, the, the mouse and, and the patching. And Tanaka's like, those are all server side, right? <laughs> and, and, and the people are like, no. no. Why? What? <laughs> He's like, you heard me. They're <laughs> no, straight up, like you, you start patching, and it'd be like, oh, cool, this patch is going to be seventy six hours. Let me exit <laughs> out and log back in and try and connect to another like peer user in the area to try and download from them instead. And that's, but that's the thing is that like, because I, I see Diamelo saying torrent isn't bad, Blizzard's use torrent. But like the thing is, is that torrent was or Blizzard was smart enough to make their system like, if you don't get a good connection from a seed, then you move on to another one or. You yeah. connect to multiple seeds. This was so bad. It didn't work. No, it just nope. didn't. It straight up didn't. And so uh, people had to like download them through shady websites. And yeah, <laughs> share patches, and it was a mess. Our, I our remember first patch I downloaded off some website that I think still like like left viruses on my next computer. Dude, I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't even do that. I, I took the actual torrent file that the updater downloaded, and because the updater wouldn't fucking work properly, I had to load that into. U-Torrent to be able to <laughs> yep. download Gosh. the fucking file yep. and then put it in the yep. correct pathing to oh my god dude I, I wanted to fucking lose my shit it, it, it was it was the worst it was like almost inexcusable for a game that was coming out in 2011 at all period yeah. to be that bad launch 1.0 it's like <laughs> what like what did it what front did it succeed on yeah. none <laughs> uh, I can't think of one I think graphically, most people would agree that 1.0 looked good. Yeah. But the problem was that you couldn't actually run it. Yeah, I was saying it looked good if you could support the FPS on it. Yeah, if you had the $7,000 computer to run it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, oh my god and the music was good the music the was music good. good the music was, was great yeah, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that it I'll was that. mostly good some of it got a little bit repetitive I think I, 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 yeah, okay yeah Black Shroud yeah the first time when, mean, you, when you guys had your video the entire 1.0 soundtrack though in, in your guys' yeah. video when you posted up the map of Black Shroud I literally was like <laughs> oh yeah that was a thing. Yeah. Hi, Yotor Jungle. How are you doing? Yeah. I remember the Shroud <laughs> yeah. and also um, the areas so around Mordona. Kurthus. Kurthus was bad, too. Kurthus? Yeah. Yeah. Kurthus was pretty tough. I, uh... Actually, no. More. I didn't like Mordona. I loved Kurthus. I loved 1.0 Kurthus. I thought that that was probably one of the most fascinating zones in the game. Yeah, Curtis. I mean, that's uh, one of the things I actually, missed, though, is I remember, like, they had, I mean, they had open world NMs that were probably not the smartest choice, because I remember waiting forever to kill some of those. Um, but th- there was, there Old was, six arms. so before, that currently, there's not much of a sense of danger in the game, because you can outrun anything or whatever. But back then, like, there wasn't there some form of sneaking and viz in that game where you had to, like, run around and not be seen by things to get and able to get to those open world monsters uh yeah i think there i mean there was definitely some kind of like aggro system that was a little i think a little bit more finely tuned than what we have now but i remember like having to wait for mobs to turn their back so i can get past them on my chocobo Mm -hmm. because they can knock you off your bird right yeah they can they can (laughs) knock you off your bird yeah that's legit um Uh, 
Yeah, and, and they they did place like random like level seventy, level ninety nine mobs yes. uh, around, and there were rumors that GMs would just randomly fuck around with players and place just high level mobs because they were bored. <laughs> At some point, there were barely players on, wait, so the wait. GMs were. Playing around. How could they possibly have been bored? That game had GM calls constantly, I'd imagine. <laughs> so, so, okay, so they were fucking with players yeah. out of spite. <laughs> oh, out of spite. That I believe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. GM uh, Dave getting his revenge. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, a question for you guys. Uh, it's it, For... The future of the fall and rise of FF14, like, do you guys plan on looking at 2.0 and and Heaven's Word, or is this pretty much it's solely focused on uh, on the 1.0 endeavors? Um, I'm still sort of working out the details on that, but the original plan was to continue and, and follow the entire game. Nice. Um, it's actually really cool. It, uh, thank you. Well, uh, also I'm sp- um, splitting um, the series into two other projects. One looking at the main story for the three initial city states. I did like a really condensed version in one of my episodes, but a lot of people wanted because there's not much about the because there's already videos out about the one point oh two two one point two three B storyline out yes. on YouTube now. Right. Um, but there's very little about the actual like um, the um, city state um, main story. So I'm gonna you can, make. A- you can go and like kind of watch the raw video of that if you want to read all of the title cards and all of the all of the dialogue but it it's yeah it it's like a three and a half hour watch and i gotta say <laughs> if, if you can condense that down to like a good 15 minute digestible chunk i would def- i'd watch the shit out of that yeah definitely. yet you won't go yeah. watch the 12 hour explanation of the kingdom heart storyline i absolutely <laughs> will not it literally uh, no. that would uh, honestly i would fall asleep to that that timeline every once in a while and uh and i'd wake up and it would still be playing <laughs> <laughs> so wait you've tried to before i've uh, yeah i attempted to once because someone someone was like yeah you should probably you know like have an idea of how that storyline works because it's a really good storyline and i was like that's hilarious okay let's let's answer this youtube video fall asleep to it wake up still playing fuck this i'm done i'm not even i'm not trying i'm not trying anymore at that point i don't even do that with like here's 10 hours of relaxing rain sounds (laughs) (laughs) oh man well that's cool to to hear that uh the uh series is going to continue on past 1.0 um Get That's awesome. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, the podcast that you guys do on uh, the channel as well? Well, um, we do have a podcast called Speakers of Idolin. It's a um, pretty laid back show. Orange, are you still here? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. So, I, I haven't talked oh. yet because uh, the 1.0 thing was mostly... Uh, about Lokil, he made the entire series. I did nothing. Yeah, that's, that's an important detail. <laughs> you, that's really are, you really are well, Juxta. Yeah, nice job. I do things. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Juxta just kind of gets to like glom onto all the shit that we do and coast by doing yeah. none of the work. Someone, so, I mean, that's someone like a will good... make an outline and Juxta will be like, yep, that looks good. I helped. <laughs> that's orange. You, you douchebag. Uh, <laughs> I only started playing in 2.0, thankfully, yeah. <laughs> now that I know that. That 1.0 was uh, a disaster. Good yeah. for you, Orange. But yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we're basically like a, a very, very casual podcast. Um, we're usually three people. Um, Lonigan, which we often call Gonigan, because he's barely ever uh, around. Oh, like, that's gamer. gamer. Yeah. 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 Oh. Say, you, you We've know, had one of those too. Uh, Don't in, worry. In the biz, we actually have a buzzword for for casual podcasts. It's called Aetherite oh, yeah. Radio. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we also have like uh, we also have like uh, a, a little segment called "Who Wants to Be a Gillionaire," which is basically oh, yeah. like a, a quiz show. Um, now we're gonna steal Final that. Fantasy themes. Yeah, you can steal. That. <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad news. You'll be hearing that soon on LBR. <laughs> Property of LBR. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out, make sure that you uh, check out their uh, their channel over at YouTube.com/speakersxiv. Uh, their Twitch channel is uh, Speakers of Heidelin, but uh, you can also find them on Facebook at Speakers XIV and Twitter as well, uh, Speakers XIV. I understand that uh, that that problem of uh, branding among social media oh. and having w- one just having one that's like slightly different from the rest of them, and then you got to kind of change, you know, caveat that with the rest yeah. of. Oh God. Is that it's a nightmare? Yeah, no, I know how that is. Well, uh, <laughs> guys, we want to thank you for your time today and uh, for hanging out on Limit Break Radio. Uh, Lukeel uh, from uh, from uh, Speakers of Highland, as well as Orange Caramel, uh, joining thank us you. today to uh, hang out and talk about uh, not only their show, Speakers of Highland, which you should check out, uh, but their series, The Fall and Rise of Final Fantasy XIV, which you can check out on youtube uh guys luke heel orange thank you guys so much for hanging out man thank you for having us bye (laughs) (laughs) all right so uh we've got uh we do have a a little bit to uh talk about here and uh if you'd like to sound off on this uh we invite your calls limit break radio on skype 810-515-8715 limitbreakradio.com slash discord if you want to call in on discord but usually you know we hold back our spoilerific story discussions for a while mostly to piss off nika yeah and and (laughs) And the the other part of it is, is that like, you know, like we usually hang back and and wait for people who may not have enough time to devote to, uh, you know, to to, to playing this game. Let's be honest. Dungeons or exactly. Uh, Let, battleground, you know. Let's like be that. honest. We wait until Ethis can get on the show and carry us through the segment. Well, we don't have Ethis here today. That's to, true. to talk about it. And being that patch three point five was so light on story comparatively, Where we thought it? we thought, man, we better put this uh, as like the second part of of a show. So uh, again, thanks to Luke Heel and to Orange for coming on and uh, hanging out with us here on uh, Limit Break Radio. Check them out again. YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter speakers xiv and twitch.tv slash speakers of heidelin to uh to check out all of their content but uh yeah we wanted to talk about the story of 3.5 there will be spoilers so yep if you if you don't want spoilers Bye. Run now. Yes. All right. I'll see you guys later. And and again, again, you can this like the MSQ is you can do that in like 45 minutes tops. Yeah, it's really fast. I mean, Depending it is so quick. Zervin, you can do 30 minutes. Yeah. Dunscathe, depending on how what it I, 
I have not done Dunscape. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Not done Dunscape because I can't cue into it. Well, there's no pain spoilers the from Dunscape either. So there's nothing like that happens afterwards. It's like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, nothing's going to shock you in Dunscape. All right. Fair. But but then again, I'm also not that worried about, about spoilers, but I'm sort of using myself as like the baseline. I've had like less time than anyone else in this room in the past two, three, four weeks to be able to dedicate to actually playing yeah. FF14. And so if I'm if I'm able to get through it, like if I'm able to find the time for it, fuck, you should have been Let's able to find the time say for it too. That if this was the launch of Heaven's Ward, even Kooky would be ahead of a Nero. Yes. <laughs> so I mean like, yeah, like I think I think using myself as a baseline example and and you know it, it was so it was so quick it was so 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 quick uh that i i think that we can lift the the the, the spoiler uh the spoiler iron curtain and talk about the uh 3.5 story um what little of it existed yes. so uh on not last episode but the episode before uh we had talked about our reactions to 3.5 or no that was the last, was last episode week. that was last it was that last, was last week, last week. Yep. um i was not here Thank you guys for allowing my voice to rest. You are very welcome. I I appreciated that. It was my idea. I got to, to, you know, do some walking. Thank you. You you ate some extreme sour. I did. How'd that help? I mean, it didn't, but... I mean, I got to walk. I got to walk to the store. I don't ever get to go take a walk. You know what? We actually had had a very real question for you. Did you urinate in Juxta's cup? I mean, a little. Okay. He did. We were just curious, yeah. Confirmed. How'd you get it so cold still? I mean, you, uh, do you not have a plan for how this unfolds? You, you if you're going to have a good prank, you got to have a great plan. Just saying. He's not going to reveal it. Little, no, yeah, that's it, exactly. A magician never reveals it's, his tricks. See, exactly. Exactly. I know how he did it. No, you don't. Pee ice cubes. You just take... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Nero Damn it! All, he figured it out! He just, a Nero he all, son out of a bitch! Yeah, a Nero at all times keeps a tray full of pee ice cubes <laughs> in his freezer. <laughs> No, and Nero's magic. He drinks soda not? and he just pees pure soda. He just rests his cock in like a bowl oh. of dry ice. <laughs> oh, God. Ow. Uh. No, he just refrigerates his pee and then pours that. So, spoilers, guys. <laughs> so, let's spoilers, talk. Spoilers, don't eat Nero's ice cubes. Yes. Don't Really don't eat anything Still in my Still better freezer. than our ice cubes and flint. Sloppy. Sloopy. Wow. Oh, that was... Don't look at me. <laughs> I was about to rail on you so hard. Uh, I'm keeping my end of the bargain. Th- thanks. Thanks, Agent Moon. <laughs> Kinda. Appreciate it. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, the storyline quest for patch 3.5. Of course, starting with the main storyline quest. Yes. Um, so the Griffin. The Griffin. I mean, we've been getting set up for the Griffin for a patch. Yep. Two patches? Was it a, one patch or two patches? One patch? Three point one patch. I think it's just, just one. one. Yeah, just one. No. He, uh, just yeah, one patch. 3.4. So we've known that this is pretty much the guy who's been uh, manipulating the resistance out in Alamigo, or in New Alamigo. The... Um, what you got? The, the, the uh Yeah, the... the refugees out there. Yeah. Um, and has been whipping them up into a frenzy... And uh, we got introduced to the character for the first time uh, in the last series of uh, updates. But now uh, we go to Balesar's wall 
Sure do. Not because we want to. Not because we want to. Uh, again, because we were. It seems like we were set up. We were definitely we were very totally much set up. up. Oh, absolutely. We were very much set up. Hook, to, line, and sinker. Yep. To believe that. Uh, Thanks, Alphano. That that something was going to go down there, and uh, turns out that the Griffin is sending in his people dressed up like. The Orzan Alliance, the Grand Company, yeah, the Grand Company, all the different Grand Companies. It's even more than that because he purposefully lets out the information that he's going to attack the wall, even though everyone knows, like, well, you're never going to be able to hold it, even if you take it. But the whole purpose of that was to get the Orzan Alliance to mass their forces near the wall to make it like it really is us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's brilliant. Yeah, it is pretty brilliant, and and I think the. I mean, the end game there. If I'm remember, I, I'm 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 caveating this with I think because it's been a minute, and I'm and I'm just trying to remember. But I think his end goal was to just push the conflict between the Eorzeans uh, uh, and the Garleans. Yes, and 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 actually like force them to have it out. Mm-hmm. He's totally trying to force the Eorzea to go to war with Garlemald, or rather he, he for Garlemald to declare I mean, war. It's on a way Eorzea. to recruit us without actually recruiting us, like. He doesn't have a big enough army to liberate Alamigo, so let's just unwi- unwillingly bring everyone else into it. Yeah, right. like even like even if Eorzea is completely unwilling to ever invade Garlemald, by doing this, Garlemald's going to be forced will try to invade Eorzea, and that divides their army and makes what army he has more effective. Yeah, even if we don't actually go in to help Alamigo, which obviously we will. Uh, it takes some of the pressure off what they could possibly send to help put down a rebellion that may rise up. Right. So, yeah, now the uh, Orzan Alliance is really put in a very difficult position. And Ish- yeah, well, Ishgard 2 is part of that. Even they so if we don't troops. help now, though, it looks like we just like ran in and then let our own people get destroyed and then check it out. Nika is efficient as fuck when it comes to light farming. Hi, Nika. Okay. Kuru. Thanks. Hi, Kuru. Good, good news, Nika. You're efficient as fuck. Farming lights. Oh, good. Um, So, of course, the Griffin ends up being exposed as Ilbert. Yeah. (gasps) But is anyone surprised about that? No, No. that was so. I was like, here's the. Of course, it's Ilbert. Here's the question I have, though. If you guys remember at the end of, I think it was 3.4 or whichever it was when we actually found Papalimo and Yidda again, right? Before, yeah. Yep. Well, after we first meet uh, the uh, the the Griffin and he walks off, Papalimo says, I gave you that mask. Really? Yeah, he... No, what, yeah, what, to Yidda? Yeah, he... Uh, no, I see, her, I, oh, I always to thought... Yida. I always okay, thought that he I was saying it to the Griffin because what the... No. Why would he say that to Yidda? What does that have to be with... Oh, I gave you that mask. Like, what? Who cares? If he was charged with her protection and her identity is the thing, like, one of the primary things that they're protecting, mm-hmm. then of course it would make sense okay, that he would sure. give her the then, mask. Then it was yeah, like... I'm pretty sure then, that his actual remark was, I never should have given you that mask. That's what he mumbled. Okay, under his yes, and that's why I thought he was talking to the Griffin because the Griffin is using that mask to like put himself in a place of like like power. Like people see that mask and know, oh, that's the Griffin. Like if he was trying to hide Yida's uh, um, identity, and he goes, oh, I never should have given you that mask because it got you found out. Like like that doesn't make much sense with saying that to Yida, but the way that he said that seemed like he was. Oh, I never once assumed that it wasn't to yeah. Yida. On the other hand, like, why would he do anything because to help Ilbert? Exactly. Because the person that, that, that Yida runs into mentions that she, even though she has been out of Alamigo for 20 years, she looks exactly the same. Yeah, so she what does that have to do aged. with the mask? She's 20 years older than she looks. And so my assumption was that Papalimo was using that mask in some kind of um, magic 
to keep her her age suppressed so it nobody would recognize it. No, it's going to be Game no, of Thrones. No, She's a thousand that, years old. That is way, way too many assumptions right there. Now, the fact really? that he says, I never should have given you that mask, like, that's regret. He regrets giving a mask to... Why would he regret giving her a mask if, if they're because trying she to... she had said something to the sloppy. person. Callow's rationale is so sloppy. Oh, Mr. Jack, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, she said something to the person she met, and I think Papalima was, like, face-palming the entire time because she was trying to, like, go, like, ha, 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 hi, hey, no, no, don't see me, I'm not here, and, like, you know, kind of be like, no, no, nothing's going on with me, like, really stupidly, and Papalima was effectively just face-palming. So I think then it was, like, why did I ever give this just to you? doesn't make any that sense. That doesn't actually make any sense at all because if he's, she's trying to hide who she is, the mask would help her and not I hinder her. I don't necessarily think it makes any sense whether he's talking to either one of them. That, that statement doesn't make any sense well, to me. That's why I figured that it had some kind of age-depressing thing and maybe he was regretting now like using magic on her or something. Maybe. I don't There's think like so, no but. like... There's like no evidence at all that Yida has any magic on her whatsoever at this point. That's... That's an unreasonable. I just always thought no, that think, was a weird line. Well, we know that her line. neck tattoos are fake. Whether or not it's magic or just fake tattoos, we don't know. But no, I think Kyle might be onto something with him talking to Ilbert. Like something could have happened between Ilbert and Paplimo behind the scenes that we don't know about. I think that that could set up a way better dynamic later, where especially Alfano finds out that after the betrayal, that Paplimo was still in contact with Ilbert and never said anything. Yeah, I mean, but that seems like it'd be such a pointless thing to discover at this point with them both gone. Is he, though? What Died he? off camera. Oh, oh come no. on. Oh, come on. No, I mean, yeah, in, I no, guess no, the no. same way that Louis Soi's death was off camera. I mean, it, it was almost the exact same fucking thing. It, uh, and it, is, did well, Louis Soi die? Well, uh, but... <laughs> Look. <laughs> also, there are a few different a few differences. Louisa had like the in, like the uh, the power of a uh, non shattered tube samadhi. That's true. He was also going against a fully full on elder primal Bahamut. That's this was just true. a little newborn. We don't really know what it was. <laughs> primal fetus. It was a gonna prim- no. It was gonna be Ralgar, obviously. Well, it, Ralgar fetus. S- still, it wasn't. It wasn't fully like Bahamut was, and he aborted it pretty well. <laughs> now I'm not necessarily saying that like Poplimo is just okay, right? But he's not necessarily dead. And if they were going to like like the way that they did this, if they were finally going to be like, all right, guys, we'll give you a real scion death. The way they did it was Look, hang on. Poor. Well, but okay, Louis Swag gets turned into the primal phoenix. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the next time we see a spell like that used is in the culmination of the uh, 2.5 storyline when uh, when uh, um, blonde bitch I can't remember her name it's, she's been dead for so long Minfilia Minfilia oh. when Minfilia bitch yes when when Minfilia had uh, had used the, uh, the the teleportation or whatever spell she ended up using she ended up becoming attached to Hydaelyn or her essence ended up becoming attached did to Hydaelyn did we actually Hydaelyn. see her use a spell I thought she no, just we ran didn't. I thought she, she just, just ran, ran off, off screen and we don't know what happened yeah she didn't yeah. use a spell oh, I we thought I thought we got a scene with her smiling Who? which character did no, no, no. We see no. Yishtola and Thancred. They use the teleport spell. Yep. And, and Yida and Papalima, Yida used a really huge, like, black mage. Not Yida. Um, Papalima and Yida like, combined their stuff and did a big, huge spell. But Someone it, had a thematic smile that... That was Yida. Was it? Because her mask was shattered. You could her see her eye. Shaped, you, yep, you could see one of her eyeballs. Yeah. 
I I always assume. I, don't that know. I, think I thought it, the fade to white with the smile that that we got from Papalimo in this, I thought was repeated as at least one other time, but I could be I, wrong. I was on that. actually really disappointed that Minfilia, like she gets like a link pearl call, and she's like, oh. Heidelin calls me. <laughs> Bye, and she just runs off yeah. screen, and you're like, "You got nothing oh, from okay, Infilia." Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah, she all right, Felicia's. All right. <laughs> Felicia's. I don't know. I I just I feel like that that was such a letdown. Like that's really just his final death. That was just such a letdown. Like Wait, out of okay, all the times that now? were like Papalimo's death, out of all okay, the times okay, that okay, were okay, like no, that no, no. should have been better. You know, they could have done that so much. You know, blah 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 blah. That death was just such a letdown. No way. Okay, this is what's going to happen. Is that obviously, like, this was supposed to mirror Louis Ball. Like, Louis Ball was the teacher. Papalimo was the pupil. He did, like, the same exact thing to, like, to capture the primal. We now have Ralger or uh, some some semblance of Ralger trapped in a new Dalamud. What's going to happen is we're going to now use the prayers of the people to summon Papalimo back as a, as a summon. And some <laughs> bullshit's going to happen. Or we're going to have to fight Papalimo. Oh. Oh. Here's... Like, I, if that was like if that was actually Papalimo's end my... we had to fight Phoenix which was Louisville we're going to have to fight Papalimo alright all I know is that Papalimo is coming back there's no way that after that that he's done yeah main characters are immune to explosions well, but not, I don't not think even he's that. alive I think he's going to be the same thing as Louisville not even that you never kill a main character off screen and then don't bring them back it was the same thing for Minfilia she ran off screen and vanished she died, I guess, sure, because she's part of Heidelin now or whatever. But point is, she died off screen and they did something else with her. You know who they didn't do anything else with? Moonbrita. Because we saw that bitch die. And then buried her. Did we? But I hope not. Yeah. You sure she's not just an Uriange's closet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 well, uh, yeah, correct dolls. My biggest issue, like, if he's actually dead, I think my biggest problem with that would be that, like, his 2.55 death was way better. Like, that was way more... Like, the, <laughs> those two, like, making their final stand and die and perishing after their move, that was a way better final you know, moment than like this, this was. was. I See, I don't know. Plus, I got really emotional to this one. Think like, think about when Louis Swad dies, or, or whatever. When it, when it happens in that cutscene, like, you think that, that he's about to be trapped, and then, it, like, explodes, and, like, blinding white light, he's gone, right? Pop Limo actually finished the summoning. Like, you can see, like, the big, like prison out there yeah, right actually yeah clamped so down. there's so many differences he has an incomplete tube samadhi he has a <laughs> a primal fetus that he's trying to trap <laughs> and he actually Hashtag traps it whereas louis swa had the spell backfire on him he was doing it against bahamut and he used the full power of tube samadhi i don't think that we are done seeing Poplimo. Now, I'm not saying that he's alive like, you know, you and I, where he's just normally, oh, yeah, guys, don't worry. I was unscathed. He definitely did not get out of that, but Poplimo is coming back. Uh, I, unfortunately, I probably agree. I, if I, if we see, see him I'm again. I'm okay in this sense, though. This makes sense for him to come back. It did not make sense for the Sultana to come back. Right. But I think he's going to come back in a way that it's he's never going to be able to return to the Scions. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I agree he's with that. He's either going to be dead or he's going to have to use his magic into some other form or something in order to actually stop. Or Robert he has some type of time limit on him. Like there, there's honestly, something. Someone in the I, chat suggested he might become tempered by Rolgar too, which that yeah, would I'm be cool. Because we've never seen that happen to, to a Scion. I'm actually expecting this to backfire because if Ralgar is the gods of of the monks and all of that, and we're going into Alamigo, like who's to say this isn't going to backfire and lead us into Storm? Oh no, no, it definitely is going to backfire. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's like so that, you, there's no way we can just go out and destroy this new Dalamud and just be like, oh, that's it, done, the end. Yeah, that prison orb isn't just going to continue sitting there because either like eventually the Garleans are going to come take that mm-hmm. wall back and be like, hey, what's that? And probably screw around with it. 
Yes. So or, yeah. Or think about it. So he comes back whether he's tempered or he's some weird aborted primal abomination, fetus. and then we also somehow learn that you know he was working with Ilbert in some way. That's gonna fuck with Alfano because Pablimo was. You know, it, it says in the new title that, uh, you know, Louis Swa's finest student. He was one of like his most trusted scions, one of the most trusted oh, advisors. And if he was skulking around with the enemy behind his back, then that's going to mess with how he trusts other people as well. Especially so, after Urianje. Uh, yes. So after the Urianje thing, and even if Poplimo doesn't come back. Right. If he was skulking around with Ilbert and we find that out through a tertiary source, that's something that's going to mess with. Ah, oh, fuck. What's his Alphino. name? Alphino. Alphino. That's going to mess with Alphino's head. I gotta say, these signs are really bad at being honest with each other. Although, yeah. to be fair, like, I guess Papa Limo wasn't really there for a good bit of that. Him and Ida were gone for the mm. bulk of that story arc. But nevertheless, like the Scions, I think they could solve an awful lot of problems. They just like tell each other what's up. Does seem that Are way. we part of the worst club ever, maybe? maybe. Uh, Xanther, they changed it. The original title was Papalimo's Final Witness, but it was a mistake in translation. It was super spoilery. So <laughs> yeah. they changed it to, what was it, The Finest Pupil's Ally or something? Yeah, The yeah. Finest Pupil's Ally. Which is still a terrible title. So what did, really bad. What did well, you guys... I wonder, though, but looking at the original title, I feel like if you if you break that down, like The Final Witness, just on itself, The Final Witness was the title for beating T-13. It was the title for beating Bahamut. And I feel like that... Papalimo's final witness to me kind of proves he's not coming back, or at least well, not, he's not, not coming not back as he is. As he is, yes. He'll, he'll come, I think he'll come back in a different way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yeah, like Papalimo's final witness, that'd be pretty definitive. I don't know. I'm still waiting for that Harshifon Ixion fight. <laughs> yeah, Nico. Well, that's gonna Where's be great. That? I, I like that theory. I really did, too. It was a great theory. It's not happening, guys. No. It would have had to happen during Heaven's Word. Yeah. Word One thing that Heaven's. I did think was interesting in this is Ida is, like, she seemed done to me when this ended. She, like, I mean, I know she's just really talking out of her right now, but she seemed really done with the Scions at the end of this. Oh, done with. The, oh, okay. <gasps> maybe but, that's why she didn't have the tattoo. She's so upset. And she's so finished. She gets it removed. She, okay, she's but greater the tattoo style. Has nothing to do with the Scions, though. No, I just like did anyone else kind of get that? Like, yeah, she was I, just I, like, she's frustrated. Yeah, she's frustrated. But like this well, seemed to me like she is going to go off and leave the Scions for, for at least for a bit or go do something. Well, yeah, because I think that she's going to go join the resistance. That could be she one of the only, things yeah, that she was pushes... only part of the Scions because Papalima was. Right. And he was protecting her. That, and so obviously he helped to put those fake tattoos on her neck to be like, yeah, she's a super scholar from Charlayan guys. And so and so she was just there and I can feel like that without Papalimo especially because none of us allowed her like who was it that literally just picked her up somebody picked her up put her on the ship and literally did not did not let her go when you were doing Papalimo did you guys try to stay with him or did you run back to the ship I tried to stay everyone if you stay Papalimo actually like flies you you and forces you back on the yeah, he force so, he force pushes you back on the well, yeah, I see why yeah. Ida would be so sad that like nobody was allowed to stay and help him, and she probably feels like we all let Papalimo down. And so that could be one of the reasons that pushes us towards Alamigo. Because again, from a military standpoint, even if the leaders of the Orizon Alliance wanted to help Alamigo, you have to think about your country 
first. And if the Garlem, if Garlemald starts to launch some type of offensive against one of the nations, like some of us were theorizing they might, you're not going to be like, all right, well, you know, Limps is being attacked, but let's right. go save Alamigo anyway. Right. One of the things that could push us towards there is if if uh, uh, Yida thinks, you know what? No, I have to go help my homeland. They're the like only family I've left is there. As the Scions, we're going to think, all right, well, she's one of us. We have to go and help her because no one else is right now. We don't want her getting herself killed. There could also still be some Omega type thing or some other thing that draws us there. Oh, we're definitely, we definitely have got Omega. But I think, I think now, you know, Omega's role, I think becomes a lot more clear because we have gotten this setup of the primal summoning that Ilbert did. So I just kind of want to talk about that, that scene real quick. Um, where you've got Ilbert and he's got the two eyes at the top of the wall and he's just like, fuck it, I know what I gotta do and splats himself on the ground. Literally, splat, emphasis on splat. Boy, I mean, does he? he Holy cow. That, and, and yeah, they did not, Square Enix didn't pull any punches. I, I the watching of, like people getting impaled by the spider bots. Oh yeah, yeah it was rough. That, that was super was intense. It was super intense. Like Square Enix did a really nice job in the presentation of this I, I feel like none of the punches were pulled um i think that you know like it, it, the it, still i don't think that this is the greatest resolution for the eyes in terms of a narrative i i, I like it did, did reinforce used, did those get used up in that yes. i think they did yeah, yeah, yeah. he I, used the energy from them and the energy of all like because basically like the reason he i'm so I, this bothers me so much because Ilford's such an asshole that he actually killed his own people so that they would be cursing the empire and he right. used that hatred in their final breaths to summon the primal right yeah. Yeah. turned asshole. out to be a really so good he villain used all of that mm-hmm. hatred amo- along with the energy because we didn't have usually primals are used to summon crystals. by crystals Mm-hmm. So he used the energy from Nidhogg's eyes and the hatred of the people cursing the empire when really it was his own. Right. Oh he used them. He, he, he used them as basically a big ethereal battery. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and so basically, uh, you, you know, you you have the two eyes of Nidhogg whose power to bring Nidhogg back into the world was eradicated when we defeated the spirit of Nidhogg. Right. right? Like it, it, But the ethereal power still remained in them which mm-hmm. is why we tried to throw them yes, off into the very, void very very powerful things right and they, they hope- did kind of clarify too when he shows up with the eyes they're like wait what well, we threw those off into the chasm you can't go like you like i didn't realize this you physically cannot go down there the ethereal energy down there will tear you up like you H- cannot humans go, can't there. go down there humans you will can't die. survive so that's why, like, oh, uh, they, Athians went and got it. They re- that's a red retcon. That's exactly. a retcon. I knew it because I'm like, I've never that's, heard that before that's anywhere. A fucking retcon, and everyone knows it. Thank God. Because Square Enix themselves, because Square Enix themselves went back and played that part, and they were like, oh yeah, that does read is really fucking stupid. Maybe we should have <laughs> thrown those off the side of the bridge. Yeah, like yeah. It, 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 I, I get where they were trying to go. Like it was supposed to seem like a panicked decision, but there was no re- minute moment of reflection afterwards where you were like hang on fuck did we just do the right thing like yeah like even if you're just like hey maybe we should go get those and put them somewhere else <laughs> yeah someone want to like climb I down and get those that whatever we see come out of that prison prison somehow in the design has some aspect of the eyes or nidhog on it that I would be interesting yeah that'd be neat that would be that interesting would, i mean that would be cool but i mean if it really is summoning ralgar which i assume i don't know how they would <laughs> it 
you know, implement that. But well, I mean, obviously, Relgar is just a god, so he's probably been depicted in many different ways. Yeah, so possibly, you know, to just throw some extra fucking dragon eyes on him isn't a big deal. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, first of all, I think it was really cool. Like, I liked Belsar's Wall in terms of, uh, uh, you know, a dungeon? just a dungeon it in and of itself, felt like an actual military installation, not a long hallway. To me. right, yeah, yeah, and and I think that that's something that all of the Garlean compounds are really kind of guilty of and it felt mm-hmm. big it felt it felt appropriately large for how much of a you know like a a, a zone divider this has been like yeah. it's it's been a long-standing structure in the shroud and you would think like man you know wouldn't we have had the ability to kind of like go at this thing before this and they made it feel appropriately large yeah yes definitely um, so one of the other things that, uh, that I wanted to talk about was, yeah, like, who do you guys think is in the primal egg that Ilbert is summoning? I, we've heard Ralgar thrown around. I don't know who else it would be. I mean, I think Ralgar's a pretty good guess based on, on it, the lore. Brothers. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has to be someone like who would the people of Alamigo look to for vengeance against uh, uh, Garlemald. Who else is it? But Ralgar. I think I think that Ralgar's probably the best guest. But does it also have to be like a single deity? Since but is, it, is Ralgar's, since was, hang on, Ralgar's one of the twelve, isn't yes, he? Yes. Okay. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where, I kind of thought he was a little too lofty. Like I yeah. Like I kind of think like how would we be able to get rid of one of the twelve? Had they been like then then like we suddenly lose that part of the calendar too? Like because what here's the, the thing. I don't you're understand. You're not actually summoning the thing. Remember, you're summoning a primal of him, which right. is people's thoughts and wishes and prayers. Like we know the Bahamut we fought wasn't the actual real Bahamut. Then, so then this I is think the, the people's envisioning of. Ralgar. Then does this does that then take us down the path of fighting all oh, of the twelve? Possible. In I don't blood. think it's going to be Ralgar. I think because it was the Griffin, it was Ilbert that initiated this whole thing. I think he's just turned himself into a weird, bastardized version of a primal. But you can say that. But Lewis Swab became Phoenix, and it looked like Phoenix. It didn't oh, look no, like a okay. bastardized. Lewis no, no, that's fine. No, I understand that. And in most cases, whenever a primal's been summoned, it's because those summoning them all had a unified vision of what they were summoning right, right yeah. all the beastmen want they their know deity their, their to god come. yeah or even you even want to go with gilgamesh he wanted his friend enkidu back right right but because it was ilbert was the one with the eyes he was like the final sacrifice he had all that power in his hand i think that he knew that he was going to come back as something Hmm. Oh, kind of, hmm. almost, that's almost like uh, ice heart. Maybe, but kind of. Actually, hang on. That's not that's not that dissimilar to even Nail, because Nail had kind of offered up his essence at, when you defeat him up to the up to Dalamud, and we know that he had been, uh, or, or rather, she had been uh, touched by you know touched by the primal, and uh, what's what's the word for it? Um, Nail was her boyfriend, and she had pretty. Much much absorbed him <laughs> what about this guys up till this point all of his uh soldiers didn't know him as ilbert they knew him as the griffin he was a symbol to them so as they were down there dying okay yeah sure most of them since they're from alamigo it makes sense that they'd probably be they probably they'd would probably, be wishing probably, ralgar. they'd probably be wishing for ralgar but they could also be thinking like you know the griffin needs to save us you know we're the one he rallied behind but my question my question is after you kill one of the 12 how do you then 
like still include Ralgar as one of the twelve in the lore? Because like it seems there weird. Are, but there are people. There are people who align themselves with Ralgar. Like that's one of the character options that's that you theory. have is your alignment with a certain deity. Yeah, it would be weird it, to, have that, to fight your own deity. Yeah. I'm not I, saying I that wouldn't be cool, but though. But again, it's not the actual deity. It's the people's vision of sure, it. Sure. It's but, the Tetis but of... It's, <laughs> but it's like... Having it part, be part of the Twelve seems like that they've set that aside as a different lore thing. Like, it just mm. it doesn't seem to match up with the the concept of how primals have been I agree have been have been rolled out to it's, us it's a, it's very but shaky it, but I'm hoping that going into Stormblood we don't have the same formula of primals I want something new and this would be a nice way to start it I mean well what primals there's still many that we haven't seen that have been prominent in other games who are, who are we missing who would fit this like I guess with the Eastern theme and the kind of desert theme like Quetzalcoatl would kind of work but Brothers. what was what was the what was, what was the primal that we had heard about in one of the last interviews where they said that it may be a friendly primal? That was Lakshmi. That's Lakshmi. for the that's the, yeah, the, that's the yeah. yeah, right. I don't know. I I think that there's a lot of really interesting stuff going on here. Uh, another. Here's- Go ahead. Uh, have we had a uh, Valfor in the game at all? Valfor. Uh, Valfor is kind so. of Griffin-ish. That's true. A bastardized version of it. But Interesting. Maybe it'll be. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm putting. I'm putting my my ticket in the hat as it being some weird. I think it's going to have the consciousness of Ilbert. Mm. Yeah. I, you see, because I, I don't necessarily. Disagree. I don't think Ilbert would willingly just give himself up in his entirety. Like, yeah, his sacrifice may allow freedom for. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, just place Alamigo. Thank there you. you. Go. However, uh, is is he going to not bask in that? Is he just going to let himself not be a part of right. that freedom? Just, just hope that this primal somehow f- ends up freeing Alamigo. Yeah, he's not using himself as a early. vessel might be good enough for him. Also, maybe because it's because of his body and his soul and his well doing and stealing, getting the eyes and all of that that this was able to happen. But how how closely does this? I mean, do the two things have to be related? Because like. Here, here's uh, and the, and this was going to be my next uh, sort of point of discussion was that like okay we've got a whole other story you know MSQ we've got a whole other line of MSQ quests to get through and we know already that at least some of those deal with uh, Omega and we know that at least some of those deal with uh, the one guy Nero right so. If we know that, like, we can probably deduce now from the setup that we've gotten, plus the scenes that exist in the trailers, that we're going to be going to Nero as a friendly source, asking what to do, and he's going to recommend using Omega against this new... Fetus. Uh, yeah, this this new primal egg. Hey, you need, you need an abortion? But I got this sweet Elgin tech that, right here. And that... Elgin coat hanger. And we still, so we still haven't seen the explosion that happens from the trailer yes. as well and so there's a lot of speculation that whatever ends up going down between omega and this you know this this very early primal this captured primal is going to be what ends up leading to that explosion let's, friendly reminder nothing's blown up yet also keep in mind that every time a new primal comes something changes so we have to we have to get with the fact that there isn't a set formula 
for creating a primal because so many people have like gone out of the way. Someone in the chat pointed out, uh, Gisela says, uh, Titan kind of had the conscience of Gabu when he was summoned and multiple things went into the summoning of that, right? There were multiple kobolds that were there summoning. We showed mm. up, killed all of them, and it was Gabu who brought the, the who finally brought Titan into existence. And yeah, it kind of had his consciousness going on. So I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that Ilbert found a way to basically kind of pull a shiva and become yeah, whatever I mean, like, this primal can is. Yeah, turn back and forth at will. Yeah, because Ilbert is, at this point, Ilbert is such a great villain I to did. now have him completely wasted. Yeah, but Ysail did Ysail had the echo. She was like a fallen warrior of light who could have gone in the direction again, of us, but instead sold her soul and became a primal. Again, so many different primals have came about in so many different ways. I don't think you can say, oh, no, that's not how it works. No, I'm, but what I'm saying is that I don't think the identity of the primal will be Ralgar just because I it, don't feels so like, it feels like the 12 have been relegated to a different narrative path mm. than necessarily being inserted into the game with direct with influence. Like, the 12 play such a little role in the world overall like what we've got a couple of stones that are marked with uh you know with with the deity's uh sign and then there's like a couple of other like lore instances where we see those signs presented but that's it those are the only things and i just don't i don't see that i i don't see them making the 12 at this point a a, a way bigger narrative um guys who is focus belias because the chat is lighting up about belias yeah right belias is one of the other um, uh, primals that's mentioned in the summoner storyline and that's the that's that's the actual that's one of uh, I think one of the NPCs summons uh, an essence, uh, essence of Bel- like an eggy yeah. for Belial. Gisela is also pointing out that uh, the Sahagan priest and Thordin they didn't have the echo but they were able to uh, he says I because uh, Ilbert dealt with Elidibus I can see him getting the echo out of the Sahagan priest and Thordin that did happen for both of them. They both were able to transform basically into a primal. So just Wait, because they, they didn't have the echo. They themselves as a vessel. They didn't get the echo. Okay. So is it so out of the realm that maybe Ilbert knew that by doing this and having the those eyes, those aether batteries as we right. call maybe them. that's the difference maybe that's maybe that's that's kind of the critical difference that having the echo g- gives you like you don't have to die to become a, a part of the primal mm-hmm. uh you know it gives you since you have that ability to exist somewhat out of time and and out of body wh- whatever the echo is that that allows you to embody a primal whereas mortal just regular everyday mortal folks that are not blessed by by Heidelin would actually have to sacrifice something yeah. to to give of themselves to be able to uh, you know provide provide that extra spark. Mark my words, we have not seen the last of Ilbert. That's my juxtadamus maybe, prediction. But I'm going back to the Ralgar thing. The way that you're, I understand what you're saying that the twelve are kind of their own thing. But when I think about it, all of the primals, for the most part, summoned so far have been because of. Beastmen, and that was the deity that they worshipped. We look at at Thordon, and I mean, he obviously worshipped the king. And when we look at at, 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 at Alamigo, these are these are human people, and who do the human people worship? They worship <sighs> these gods. So the primals, as we have been fighting them so far, have been the beastmen's gods. But now we're going to the realm of primals being summoned by humans. I, I, here's I the difference: see, humans and in Alamigo, they worship Ralgar, and I feel like if, they, if they're going to summon their deity, it's going to be Ralgar. Uh, look, I'm I'm just saying from a narrative perspective, it doesn't make sense to have a religion that whose god you can summon and kill. That just doesn't. But like, again, you're not. 
killing the god you're killing the primal infestation oh, of, of primal manifestation but like is that does that is that going to translate to you know the when people are picking their deities or, or are we just like forgetting that end of the system entirely and saying that it doesn't matter because that's what you would have to do you would have to write off that part of the system and say that doesn't matter the religion established by the narrative of this world doesn't matter because now you can actually go meet them shake their hand and cut their throat <laughs> If you really uh, yeah. want to, I, I, it takes the, it takes callous. it takes the mysticism out of God when you can actually like spit in God's eye. I I'm, think it could be Ralger would also go along with what Kala was saying is that because of the skewed view of what was happening in the way that the primal was summoned, it could easily come back as being Ilbert screaming and shouting, "I am Ralger," but it really being Ilbert believing. That's that what exactly what I, I would think, see. But but so I still think it will be Ralgar, whether or not it's like a Shiva-esque thing with Ilbert, where he becomes the primal and still has his consciousness. I could totally see that being true. I'm not denying that that's a possibility. I still think that Ilbert's intent was to summon Ralgar because that's who he worships as the almighty like God. I would see Ilbert taking, trying to take the form of Ralgar and saying, rally unto me, I am your deity. Let's go yeah. fuck some shit up. Like, but the player would still know it was Ilbert because of whatever they would do to the I don't think character it's model even, or the dialogue. But I don't think it's even going to end up ever getting that far because we're going to use Omega and Omega is going to take care of that problem and end up creating another problem. That's what I see as Maybe, as sort of the Nero, impetus for Stormblood. I can't see Nero being our forever ally, though. Like, oh, I mean, no. let's be real. <laughs> he, he's a girl and Garlemald is occupied Alamigo. They know that our plan is going to be to liberate Alamigo. He's not going to give us this tool and say, OK, go wipe out my entire country who's Currently, well, no, no it, but, it, it, that, but that that's not that's not what is happening here. What is happening now is, I mean, yes, the Garleans have sort of been set up to think that the or the Eorzean Alliance was the one who pulled the trigger on Balesar's wall. Yes, they are supposed to think that. We don't know what their reaction is, and the reaction, like like just taking over a military outpost is not going to be enough to bring down the ire of the no, Garlean no. Empire. It's going to take whatever that explosion is. And I think that once you introduce Omega into the mix and you introduce some real meddling, because like the Scions, you know that when they get involved, the Scions meddle in stuff that they don't even really understand. And I think that is what is going to end up happening here between Omega and this new Primal and whatever this big explosion is is that the explosion is more much more of the impetus for the Garlean Empire to become involved and then they end up sending Xenos to you know cr you know crush this this threat under his boot heels and I think that that is a much better setup for a violent extended conflict between the Aorzean Alliance and the Garlean Empire which is because right now towards. yeah right now there isn't just that good impetus there's been I mean the setups there but there's got to be something bigger and I it think it's escalate gonna, I think it's going to be that explosion yep. and and so I I wonder how much this primal is even going to end up playing a role in the story moving forward other than to serve as the literal ticking time bomb that's sitting over the eastern shroud or if it's if it's going to be transitioned out of the main story tour and to just being omega's 
a raid of some sort. It could be. Yeah, the it could be. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, we do know that they're going to end up attaching the raid to the MSQ yep. a little bit more heavily. And so, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. This is this is a setup at the same time for both of those uh, pieces of story. So, yeah, that's that, that makes a strange amount of sense to me. Uh, so, before we move into uh, getting reactions on the Zervan fight and uh, the Zervan story, uh, let's go to our phone lines. And by the way, if you'd like to call Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715, LimitBreakRadio.com slash Discord if you want to call in on Discord. Just like Fate and Daris did of the Genova server. What's going on, Fate? Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for uh, and allowing me to talk on your show and have an amazing great cast you got there just 100 percent. thank you thank you we appreciate yeah. it we appreciate you holding on so long we didn't mean to leave you uh on hold for that long but uh it took us a while to get through this msq portion of the discussion nika wouldn't shut up what do you want to talk oh, about today up. fate well i mean <clears throat> my main um amount of joy that i've gotten over the recent update had nothing to do i mean you know the main story is very important but uh game mechanics can sometimes bring more players into the fold and oh my god cross server oh man i've been able to get every almost every bird at this point within the last two weeks nice let me tell you something you get the best of the best from all the servers joining together (laughs) on one fight Mm, it's so good that's it's pretty very good that's pretty legit now i gotta say i've got to say that this is a much applauded feature uh now there's been there's been no shortage of criticism too and again you know uh you've, you'll always get that comparison to wow a lot of people comparing it to wow's cross server feature and finding it a lot more clunky than blizzard's implementation of it but still a very positive addition and something that again has been very applauded by the community um, not something that I've had the ability to check out. Kahlo, I know that you have. Uh, what do you guys think of the cross-server uh, party finder? I haven't used it to join any other parties yet. Basically, uh, my use of it has just been to get people you know, from our, from our chat or people that we know from other servers to come and party along with us. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it, it works for what it is. Uh, the only the only downside that we saw to it was that there's no way to like put anybody on any type of contacts list, which yeah, is weird considering that it has a list of the 50 last people that you were yeah. with. But all you can do is blacklist them. That's weird. That yeah. is really dumb. I, yeah, so, so like if you find one person that you're good friends with or they really worked well with you and you want to find them again, you have zero way of doing that. Yeah. I was on on the Wednesday night and just when you go into the party, find, like almost nowadays, no matter what you want to do, you can find a group doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's I mean, what's been nice. It's not just like, and no one's doing this fight. Okay, no that, that is pretty impressive to see like 30 some odd people yeah, yeah, or 30 yeah. some odd parties that are, you know, all at searching for stuff. Given time. On the I, mean, I got up yeah. at 9 o'clock this morning and there was like 17 parties. That's <laughs> like, pretty cool. Yeah, that's so pretty that's damn cool. really nice and a nice change of the game. Yeah, I, I definitely think that that's been a nice change, but I'd like to see them add more cross-server stuff. Uh, someone had just said in the chat that, uh, you know, cross, cross-server cross link shells would be awesome. Uh, like you guys were saying, cross-server friends lists would be really clutch. Um, I think that those additions really kind of need to be in place, uh, you know, 
know, moving forward. And really, but this like, is a good. This is definitely a good start. Yeah, really, friends list is the big one. You, yeah. you need to have that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Fate, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, we always appreciate your calls here to uh, Limit Break Radio. Uh, all right, so before we go here, let's just talk about the Zervin fight yeah. here for just a second. I'm not going to get into Dunscape, not just because I haven't done it yet, but there's not a ton to talk about, apparently, really. according to you guys. No. You um, defeat Diabolos. Surprise! You you win. You you won the thing. Oh wait, they used the null stone. He's any, gone. Uh, uh, any sense of w- whether or not you would like Dunscath available as a uh, housing ward or not? Well, they better clean it up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would be kind of cool. We were there. For no, as nice I didn't as even it, think of that. As nice as it looked in the preview of it, yeah, like I, when I you're actually there, it's falling apart. I don't think there's anything in the actual narrative that suggests that it's going to happen. No. It would have been cool, though. All right, let's talk about this uh, Zervon fight, and then uh, we'll get the heck out of here. Uh, Zervon, uh, you, you have an unlikely team-up with uh, the Garleans. Good old regular. And right, which I totally thought was going to be a double cross. We, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't. It, 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 it wasn't, uh, surprisingly. But in the fight with uh, some of these uh, uh, acolytes of Zervon, uh, Regula, uh, you know, as Zervon is being woken up, uh, Regula takes a huge shot from uh, Zervon right to the chest. To save ukulele. Yes. Uh, who is useless, by the way. Absolutely. He sucks. 100% useless. Um, and He's just a kid. And Regula dies. He's a kid for a Straight up. And yep. like kids, he sucks. Regula straight up dead. That's Boy, does he. That's he, when I yeah, realized it wasn't a double cross. He dies to save Ukulele, which makes <laughs> no sense. I can see, I can see Callow sitting there like, this is a double cross. This is dumb. He's about to stab us in the back. Oh, maybe not. Were you guys surprised that, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that they killed Regula that quickly? Absolutely. Sure was. Absolutely. Didn't I was. Coming. Because he yeah. still seems like a fresh character. I, I agree. I would but have loved to see more of him. Triad, how would they then tie him into the story without forcing you to do the Warring Triad quest? I mean, you've got a good point there, but I mean, like, I was just... I I liked him as a character. I thought he was yeah, interesting. I liked his design. His armor design was fantastic. Now, so I was, I was, yeah, I was a little bit bummed to, to see him go. But to be fair, you talk about respecting a bold decision from SE every now and then. You know what? He talks to you. He makes you feel like a piece of shit. He makes he, he very clearly comes out as the one who's like, uh, I'm the one trying to like do the right thing here. Yeah. And then he gives his life for you, and you're like, yeah, wow. It, it helps to okay. reinforce this idea that remember, Garlemald isn't quote unquote evil right sure there are enemies but they still have their own agenda to make what they believe is going to be a better place for the world yeah they're not trying to like they're not the joker they're not trying to watch the world burn right they're trying to make the world better in what they view as better mm-hmm. now that's not necessarily true of the Asians. uh no. and of course we got to find out who uh ukulele's oh, uh master is yeah. And uh, he was brought over by Elidibus. Yes. Now, Ukulele, the the actual character himself, was a chosen warrior of light from his own world that never met his potential. Right. In terms of the void, he was right? Too young. Basically, the world fell to the void before right. he was old enough to learn how to use his powers and control his echo and all that kind of right. stuff. Right. Which he we, which we do, yes, we, we do learn that, yeah, indeed, it, it was uh, it, it was the world that we now call the void. And all of the, the void kin that come from there were once people, basically. Right. Yes, exactly. They're, right. Those who are consuming. And, and what did he say that he was wandering the worlds between when Elidibus found him? 
Is that what he said? Something like that. Kind yeah. of took him he's, under his wing. He talked about wandering the darkness uh, the when darkness? Elizabeth yeah found him. So I don't know. So what no, that is means. the darkness like the ASEAN world? Because when he mentioned that, I, I this whole new theory hit my brain of what if the ASEANs who were all wandering the darkness were all once warriors of lights on their potential warriors of light. their oh. own world, potential warrior of lights on their respective worlds who have fallen or who didn't meet their potential and then became ASEANs. Well, that would explain. That was my theory. I've never heard anyone else say that, so I was very proud of that. It theory. makes sense because, like, as we when we are beaten in combat, we don't die either. We return and then you know reform. Yeah, but what if? I mean, how many worlds have become voids? Like. Three? Uh, no uh, more. Uh, six uh, of them now, isn't it? Six of them are void. Aren't so six they're of them all worlds warrior now? lights or potential warrior of lights from those those worlds that have been, that were lost into the darkness. That's, I mean, they're all wearing masks too, just like ukulele was. That's a, anyway. that's a that's a point that I am not clear on. I I don't think that that's may, been made clear right. enough to me to be able to say that. The for certain. the only thing that I feel like goes, would probably goes against that Nika is we've been told by Heidelin that it is the um. It is the ASEAN's goal to basically return things to the way they were before the worlds were created, to, to just return before everything. Before the split. Yeah, return everything to nothingness. The rejoining. Right, the rejoining. Yeah. So if they were once warriors of light, what then made each one of them decide, like, oh, this is what we should do? Because they all have that same goal in mind, even if some of them want to go about it a different way, such as Elidibus. Actually, that well, that could be, though, because if your world has fallen to the void and you know it can't come back, then maybe they're looking at the rejoining, maybe that's the only way I can save my world. Yeah, and maybe they're thinking that if they put it back to the way that it was, that things could reset or things could um, become better for the future maybe. or something. Because I don't think the Asians are all in out like evil like we originally thought they were. They have a goal that they believe is right and they're trying to do it. So I think that they're, that if that is the case with the Asians, that they think that this would somehow either save their worlds, reset their worlds, or just make things better for the future. I, I do have one question about Una Calhai, which has been bugging me. What why was he wearing the mask? We don't know him. Uh, yeah. No one knows him. I, that's He's kind not of a from good... our world. No one's going to recognize him. He, he does mention when he puts it back on that he feels more comfortable with the mask. So it could have something to do with the fact that his master, Elidibus, was an Asian. They all wore masks. So Maybe? it could have it just been something oh, that man, he that did. Oh, man, that's weak. Yeah. But I also feel like if, if he can get off the world, the Warriors of Darkness get off their world, it is possible that someone else escaped from his world as well. And maybe he just didn't want to risk Maybe. I, it, I don't know because like, of the shame behind being a warrior of light that couldn't fulfill his duty. Look, Fuzro Dacian <laughs> says he's just fucking shy and okay. weak. And Fine. Weak. No, I, I, it's, it's. I mean, but that's also why the Asians wear masks. Like we're not going to recognize them probably either, right? I mean, maybe they but just do. Like at the same time, though, like you're right. Like there's no way to recognize that character. I think like putting him in the mask, putting him in the white robe. Everyone when they first saw the character went, you know, and as soon as they like he referred to having a master, everyone went. Elidibus, and like they were fucking right and like that's kind of disappointing i think the fact that it was exactly what we thought it was is like super that's like really disappointing to me how come as law is still floating i'm so confused it, you know <laughs> why is that place still flying 
I, 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 that's what I was Magic. waiting for. They charged the batteries up. Now we got to wait for the batteries to run that's out. That's what I was down. waiting for. Is like at the conclusion of the warring triad, what happens to Oz's law? Does it crash into the ocean? No, it can't because it's a zone and there are things that have to happen there even beyond when you complete the MSQ. Yeah, I guess. Which is, I like the end. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little disappointing, but at the same time, I guess the way that I look at it is, yeah, they were harnessing them for power, but back when, when whichever uh, civilization was, it was using all that was probably doing a lot of stuff, right? Now they've been gone for so long, it's all just sort of been in sleep mode, so it has enough power stored up to just... Go for a bit? To go for a bit, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. just fucking weird. Yeah, it's kind of lame. Well, I, you know what? If they do end up tying these in and making you do them before three or uh, before Stormblood, maybe you see that zone disappear in four. No, I don't see it. No portion. No, I don't see it. It'll be there. Forever. I don't see it. All right. No, I mean, you're always going to be able to go back and do the anima even after it's irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and I forgot that they had put they had put NPCs there and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's no way yeah, that like they could have. Yeah, like there's a triple triad NPC that's hanging yeah. out there too. No. All right. Well, I mean, it's just it's it feels like they that there could have been something to do with that, but like, or maybe there was something that that, that was intended to happen. I don't know, man. It just seems like okay, you've taken away the power source. Now what? Well, now we take a bunch of those Garlean guys and put them on a bunch of hamster ball wheels and make them run to generate power. <laughs> Here, here's my big question for you guys, because at the end of that Zervon stuff, they welcome ukulele. As a scion, that's so dumb. All right, now that's not part nah. of the MSQ. It is, it is completely well. optional. So, how do people who are going to be able to skip over Heaven's Ward and a Realm Reborn going into Stormblood know who the fuck he is? They're not going to care. Yeah, more importantly, no. If you're buying you a jump potion, you're not going to care. It's what I'm the- wondering is about the people who did do the MSQ, who do care about the story, but just haven't finished the Warring Triad for whatever reason, and then all of a sudden, ukulele is part of the Scions in the Stormblood. It's going to like be so- weird unless but, they make you do the Warring Triad. But like, no, 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 no. The thing is, is that you know that they're going to compartmentalize him into one uh, one part of the Scions. You're not going to see like Yuri like, yeah, like Yuri, yes, yes, like Yuri Anjay was not. I mean, he was used every once in a while, every great once in a while and you know they probably have a long-term plan for him but like i just i don't see him popping up in every single wow. you know uh cutscene that involves the science sort of like you see uh you know um thank uh, yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah any of your normal he's, the, he's one of the second tier scions yes yeah exactly mm-hmm. second yeah. class scion yeah right um so I think that's it. I think that that covers most of the uh, the story discussion that we have from uh, 3.5. The second part of 3.5, I think, is pretty anxiously awaited by all of us. Dear God, please hurry (laughs) up. That's supposed to be what? The end of February? I think it's, it's no, it's like March. No, that's right. Diadem is end of February. That's right. 3.55 is Diadem. 3.56 is MSQ But wait a minute. Wait a minute. So we've got we've but we've got uh the European fan fest that's coming up in the middle of February, February 18th. And they had said that there was stuff that they were holding back from other fan fests because we would need the context of 3.5 to be uh, able yeah. to understand what is going on. So what did they give us in this patch that is going to be so important to understanding any kind of context to Stormblood. Oh. Uh, Honestly, the fact true that there's shit. a Dalimud housing Ralgar, I the, mean... That, like the, the, the <laughs> maybe, the primal exactly embryo, maybe. So then, so, Sars Wall is so the then, new housing area. So then, so then European Fan Fest is going to spoil, spoil a portion of 3.5 Part 2? 
Uh, what? Ooh, maybe. Or oh, maybe give mm-hmm. us something to... I guess it depends on what's going to come in part two. Are we going to know about what ha- what's in the embryo in part two, or are we not going to know that I, until Star Wars? I, I, I mean, I would think... Like, I mean, if you're going to be doing something... I mean, you're going to have to find out a little bit more about it. I mean, the last we heard, what, Yishtola? Was it Yishtola who went off to go calculate the ethereal, like, radiation coming from it? Wasn't that the last thing we heard Her about and it? I'm going to go yeah. check and see what's going on. Right. Yeah, I just I I don't know, man. I I think that they've they've set themselves up for something very kind of odd because I just don't see what context this is supposed to bring to the table for the European Fan Fest that we didn't have prior to this that we needed to understand about Stormblood's marketing material. Mm. Good question. I don't know, but that's kind of bothering me. Like in the back of my head, like I'm going like either they're going to spoil something for the MSQ coming up or like we're going to get another kind of disappointing fan fest where we don't really understand what they're what, you know, what what the expansion is going to be about. I mean, 3.56 is not going to be what we think it is. I the, think, the lack of Poplimo is going to be the big thing they couldn't reveal. I bet they hint at what the primal is. That could be. Mm. I don't think they'll tell us. Because they said that they had another half of that Stormblood trailer that they couldn't show us. Right. It was until, only a small portion of it, wasn't it? I, I mean, look, uh, look, the Griffin and an Ilbird. Yes. Like that. I can understand. Okay, that's a pretty big revelation that you would hold back. That's literally the only piece of information that I could see them addressing in a Stormblood. The full like think of think of like okay, we only got a portion of the Storm Stormblood trailer. Uh-huh. They said that the full length Stormblood trailer revealed too much about what would happen in three point five to be able to show us during the North American and Japanese right. fans. It's got to be it's got to be the death. I think we're gonna see Pop Limo in some type of way that makes us think, what the fuck? How did he end up like that? Or, With or the crystal unless, in the ether. The- Usually the, the the expansion trailers thus far have not been directly relevant to the story, ever had anyone relating to the story really outside of the Warrior of Light, or I suppose Louis Wah. But thinking about what we've seen so far, we've seen the Warrior of Light and we've seen the, the Chicken Red. I mean, the only way I could see it going that direction is that we're actually going to see all of the primals in Al Amigo, or not the primals, all the Scions in Al Amigo, or we're going to see Ida in some way shape or form in the trailer but then not see Papa Lima. But that's what do- I'm saying though like we don't even know that that lady in red is even Ida no, and nothing that we've been given I think it's her sister. Nothing right. that we've been given in terms of the MSQ during this run of MSQs would like give us any indication who that woman is. Right. And that right, was one I of the things the trailer might either confirm or deny it or show Ida. But that was one Ida, of the things that we were told about 3.5 is that we're actually we might get to meet that woman in red or we might get to figure something out out about her and we don't so like what is the payoff like what you know what were they holding back from north american and japanese fan fests that they're gonna show us at the european fan fest that they couldn't show us before because there's almost literally nothing in this line of storyline quests that does that. That we can fathom anyhow. Yeah. There's nothing. You either need the additional context of, of the second round of storyline missions, or they're just not, they're going to go, sorry, we can't show it to you. 
Oh, I, I get that. It's got to be, gotta be something with Pop Limo because had we seen a trailer with Pop Limo in it when this dropped, we'd have been like, oh, we know he's not dead. We know it because he's in the trailer. Or I feel like it could actually show Ida as we know Ida. Like if that woman in red is not Ida, it could show her and it could show her mad and raging because of Papalimo and she storms in and does something stupid in the trailer. No, if nah, we didn't know no. Papalimo was dead, why would Ida be upset and crying? It would spoil something. I, don't so, I hope in the trailer she punches Thancred square in the nose. Uh, a lot of really good questions guys but uh, that's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio today I want to thank you guys for joining us live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio all 253 of you thank you so much for hanging out you can join us live each and every single Sunday that's live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. I want to thank our callers today and, of course, our special guests, Lukeel and Orange Caramel from the Speakers Network. Make sure you go check them out. That is at uh, youtube.com, uh, uh, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at uh, SpeakersXIV, and then on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash speakers of Heidelin. And uh, again, thank you guys for uh, hanging out. Uh, appreciate it. It was great talking to you. You guys should definitely go check out their series, The Fall and Rise of Final Fantasy 14, especially if you're not a 1.0 player and you've always been really curious about how 1.0 really kind of unfolded. So uh, again, check them out. YouTube.com slash speakers XIV. That's going to do it here for Limit Break Radio. Thank you to uh, everyone who is hanging out today, uh, everyone who called, everyone who sent in emails. Uh, we're not going to be able to get to emails today. We're going to put the fan, the uh, the uh, fan fictions on the back burner for a little Aww. bit. We had we had two of those in a row. They're two Aww. weeks of fanfic in a row. I got strangled to death in one of them. Look, we have we have a, we have a Nika Kuki one. Maybe we'll do that. Whoa. It's going to be a little while before we uh, revisit that bit. But uh, I do want to thank you guys. If you want to send in emails, fanfix, whatever you want, hostsitlimitbreakradio.com is where that can be done. Remember to make sure to check out Limit Break Radio on Tuesdays. That's when the uh, full podcasts come out. If In the case of uh, this episode, it's probably going to be Wednesday uh, just because uh, Juxta decided to be brilliant and put sloppy on all of our donations. So just so you guys know, do your job. if this takes a little bit longer, that's why. Um, but anyway, yes, guys, I want to thank you so much for hanging out. Twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio is the channel. LimitBreakRadio.com is the website. Next episode, guys, we're going to be back for episode number 99. We hope that you will join us right here at our new time starting at 4 p.m here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. I want to thank my crew. We had Skuro, who was hanging out in the chat, doing things, I think, but uh, also my crew in studio. Kahlo Landis, Juxtaposition, Nika Kayanian, Escalia Rayumasa. I'm Aniro. Keep listening.
Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. This episode was produced by Cooper Stone and Scotty Ryamasa. Final Fantasy XIV and the OZR trademarks of Square Enix. Funny for Limit Break Radio is provided by Mary Kennett. Satori Kameji, Dark Flux, Null Package, Shira Heart Slot, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. Support Limit Break like Radio. Visit patreon.com slash Limit Break Radio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to The Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Daniel Lambie Metal Gamer. Closing music in this episode is provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to great this and great other great Final Fantasy XIV video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at DiamondAllMN.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content.